Hello, fellow homebrewers. JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brew Built X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brew Built Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full two inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brew Built line of options and add ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brew Built X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brew Built Conicals. You can trust Brew Built with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brew Built at morebeer.com. Home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, beer drinkers. Get ready for an all-new experience in information exchange and beer culture. Your only source, only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers from around the globe right to your home. You're not just listening to broadcasters. It's the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hello, ladies. <laughs> Happy Sunday to y'all. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Back in the studio once again, it's the Brewcasters coming to you live from uh, sunny Pacheco, California. That it was. Yeah, nice day today, huh? Yeah. Right. Sorry about that, those of you in the uh, less fortunate states where it uh, might be cold and snowy. And we had a beautiful sunny day. We've had some cold <laughs> days, though. It's not been yeah. great, and it's been pouring rain here for a, like a month and a half straight. But today we got a little break in it. Mm-hmm. I almost said F you to the show and uh, jumped on the old motorcycle and got the hell out of here. I was after the call sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone was thinking, hey, no show today. Awesome. <laughs> it's like uh, being in high school again when you got a sunny day, you're out of there. Exactly. Or college or uh, well, any class. Or now your took. life since you don't have a job. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we could have well, gone on a hike together. I got half a job. That would have been nice. Yeah. Nice little hike. Uh, lots of stuff to get to today, I'll tell you that. Uh, this show's being brought to you by Northern Brewer at northernbrewer.com. Let's not forget about those guys giving away a full kegging system. We got uh, two more weeks to register people, I think, right, John? This week and next week, and that's it. What's that? To register yeah. people for the kegging system. Yeah, two more weeks. Yeah. You want to so, join us on the show here? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to me? Yeah. Uh, what do we got? Six people registered so far, right? Mm-hmm. Three Six. more today. And then three more next week. That's enough. Which is something like 47 people registered, right? Divided by four. Yeah. Something. Something like that. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be a good time giving away that thing. Uh, first week in February. And uh, of those 12 registered uh, users that we have, we'll figure out uh, how exactly we're going to do it. It's going to be a big to-do, though, that week. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be sort of a playoff yeah. kind of a thing, you know? So you have to earn it. You're going to have to earn it. Okay. Um, I'm curious to see what you come up with. Yeah, me too. <laughs> As a matter of fact. But i uh, definitely happy to be giving that away. I'm working on this thing, uh, a way we can have people call in on a really clear line. They're going to have to be tech savvy. Not everyone's going to be able to do it. It's, it's not new by any means, but uh, there's a program out there called Skype. And I love this thing. I love this program. I haven't gotten it to work for Skype. me yet, but I love it. And it's just uh, it's voice over Internet protocol is all it is and it's clear it's it's clearer than your telephone 
is how great this service is. And it's all free. Okay. You call anywhere in the world for free. You're calling over the internet, basically. Oh, nice. But it's really nice and clear, and there's no delay or anything else. Um, the problem is some of the equipment we have in the studio is, is it's all allocated for other audio purposes. So as soon as I can isolate a, a PC for us to do it, we're going to be able to take some crystal clear calls and even do off-site ho- like show hosting. Because it really sounds like they're in the studio. I mean, you can tell a little bit that it's over a, over a line, but it's so clear that, for example, we could have people host a show for us from Australia wow. calling direct here into the studio. That'd be great. Yeah. So I'm working on that kind of thing. Does that mean we could do shows anywhere we want now? Uh, us, for example? Yeah, if we go somewhere? Well, someone still has to be in the studio. Oh, okay. And there still has to be a setup somewhere else. Uh, it, it's more, I mean, we can do that anyway. We, we're gonna do on location shows, which we're, we've got in the works anyhow. Um, I think, for example, we're gonna start planning our anniversary show, which will be in June. Well, I think we should go to Florida for nationals. I think we're gonna do that. We, Although, we need to get a booth and do that. But I don't, we're not gonna broadcast from there. We're we going to record a, a broadcast from there. We'll right. do a show, okay. but it won't go live because then you're in like the middle of a field or something, right? Or do they have them in buildings? I mean, we're in hotels. It's in nice hotels. Hotel. It's in a ballroom usually. Oh, then you know what? We might be able to do a full show from there. I thought it was there. one of these like festivals like in Oregon where it's all outdoor and mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, we might be able to broadcast from there. Hotels have broadband. Yeah, they have wireless internet. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, well, we could work on that. But we're going to work on that sort of thing. But this Skype thing I'm talking about is, uh, you know, for it'll be used to get callers in on the air nice and clear and also to have remote hosts, you know, because we're going to plan a couple shows. I got some things in the work uh, that uh, I, I don't want to even let anybody know about them because they're still developing and, you know. They're in your head. Yeah. You know how that goes. Like, we always do that here. We get all excited. Like, oh, hey, we've got this thing coming. And everyone's like, well, where the hell is it? I'm like, well, I, sorry, well, I told you. They say that one minute after you say it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But usually it's like, I told you too soon. Uh, you know, John and I haven't finished this or that and whatever. So It's hard, man. Uh, yeah. But whatever. So uh, just, you know, keep an eye out. Good things coming. And that's, check out that Skype program. They're not paying me to tell them. It's a free service. How do you spell it? Um, S-K-Y-P-E. Mm. And uh, as soon as we get this thing going, for those of you who are a little, you don't even have to be that tech savvy, but... Yeah, you gotta like software and be a little bit nerdy to use it. We'll t- we'll start taking call- Skype calls on the air. That'll be real nice and clear. Nice. So I'll let you guys know about that. Mm-mm-mm. What do you think of the beer? Uh, am I drink? I think I'm. Am I drink? I'm not drinking yours yet. Oh, wow. I'm drinking Gordon Beer's uh, okay. Winterfest it's the right now. Same color. The winter. It is the same. It, I looked John at that. I was in, like, holy. <laughs> yeah, you brought in your Dunkel. Yeah, I did. Yeah. This is Charlie's Dunkel clone, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. We got some good beer to taste. Our official tasting at six o'clock today is Sierra Nevada. Chris White from White Labs is scheduled to call in the show. I'm going to give you a fair warning. We're not positive that's going to happen. We got um, reserves. He he confirmed, but it was a long time ago, and uh, we've been missing each other. So hey, we're hoping he calls in. Then we get Chris White. We're going I got lots of yeast questions for him. Uh, John's been reading some of his book, and we're going to talk about yeast propagation and also how to store your yeast, things like that. We've talked about using slants and things before, and how to keep that stuff alive for the longest period of time. But hey, we'll go right to the horse's mouth and ask Chris White about that kind of thing. Sure. Uh, we're going to talk about yeast starters. Get uh, his take on that, uh, since he is the inventor of the yeast vial and having that live yeast in it and a lot of cells really uh, ready to go in there. So we'll, t- we'll get his take on the yeast starter, which we're all big fans of around here, uh, see if he agrees or not. And, uh, you know, lots of good stuff going on in that department. There was a post in a forum, uh, I think Eric Beer showed me, and uh, it was about the negative impact of a yeast starter actually being too much aeration and actually creating mu- uh, mutated yeast cells. Is that right? Yeah. Like you don't want to be stirring them up and you don't want to be, you know, 
this having him constantly in suspension. And where did he get that article? Is was it an it article was, he posted? It was or? just some like word of mouth, word of mouth, word of mouth from a pro brewer saying, you know, that okay. it's not recommended. Don't do that. I'd be interested to talk to that person yeah. to get the other side of the of the field there. Yeah, the negative side. Of, yeah, stir plates. So. Well, we'll ask Chris if he calls in. We get him on the phone there. We'll, we'll ask him too and yeah. see what he has to say about that. That's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week on the Brewing Network was kind of exciting. We had a couple of premieres. The Jamil Show, of course, good premiered. Feedback. Uh, yeah, a lot of good feedback. We had the very first Jamil Show, which was about Russian Imperial Stouts this week. Um, and it was a good show. Lots of information. And in fact, that's a lot, that's what the feedback is. They like that it's a, kind of like an hour of power. You just, uh, you yeah. just pack in the info into one <laughs> hour, uh, as opposed to our incessant rambling on this show. But, uh, that's why we're doing it. And that's why we're adding new shows, because, uh, a little something for everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I got the one hour guy. Of power. Yeah. yeah, the Hour of Power <laughs> with Jamil and John. Oh, God. <laughs> Changing the name now. Yeah. <laughs> you can see it. Uh, we also aired for the first time the uh, North Queensland Craft Brew radio program this week. Oh, did, oh. Yeah. Did that I, I on Tuesday know. morning. Uh, is it going to be archived? or? Uh, n- it's You can go to their website, okay, which cool. is uh, Oz Craft Brew. Uh, you know, I'll find out what it is for, for sure. I'm sorry I'm not prepared. Um but I'm not going to carry his archives because you can get all of his archives. Okay. The best way to do it is to go to his site and click on the uh, on his RSS feed. Okay. I'll find I'll find out the address at the break. You can Google it, just the like Oz Craft Brew Radio, and, nice. and you'll find it. Um, but if you su- subscribe to his RSS feed, it's it's it subscribes to his podcast, nice. and that's where all of his newest uh, archives are. So you can definitely get it there and, and bypass us altogether. But uh, we're just trying to put a little content on there and show it to people who maybe don't have the podcast deal and. Uh, you know, are doing something new. So that that aired on Tuesday morning and got a little bit of response about that. Not too many listeners, uh, mostly because I, I think people weren't sure if it was going to happen or not. My scheduler failed last week, so uh, but it, it happened it's this week. Pretty we new too, and yeah, off time. So yeah. there's kinks still. So you got to yeah. work it out. It's all right, Captain. Types a lot. I turned your microphone off. You can type all you want now. Captain, had Daniela on the mic. You want to say hello to your fans at home, Daniela? Hi. No. What's wrong with you today? Nothing at all. You all right? Yeah, I'm just busy. Need a beer? No, I got a beer already. John was nice enough to give me one, too. Okay. All right, just checking in on you. So, yeah, it was a good week. And uh, Jamil's show airs again not tomorrow, but the following Monday. And uh, Ordinary Bitter, I think it is. Yeah, Best I think bitter? so. Let me look on the schedule right here. Uh, yep, Ordinary Bitter. Standard Ordinary Bitter will be the style for the Jamil show this uh, next week, Okay. next Monday. I told him I'm going to bring a hydrometer sample. Oh, is that right? Yes, get his feedback. Is it is it an ordinary bitter? Or yeah. or it is. Okay. Brewing it tomorrow. So. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's a good idea. Yeah. All right, so there you go. Uh, good stuff that happened this week, and you can stay tuned to the Brewing Network. Keep checking out the schedule, and uh, we'll let you know when things are happening there. Cool? Oh, my God. You've got mail. Kick it. Did get quite a bit of feedback this week, actually. Good? Some good. Oh, look at you. Your eyes just lit Some up. good. <laughs> I had to ask. We did get some hate mail. A uh, lot of... Um, oh, we got a couple of, of, of uh, constructive criticism emails and some other thank yous. A funny one is... Uh, let's see. It's titled, by the way, Dr- uh, Drunk of the Week. Thanks. And uh, it was, Hey, Jay, sorry for the long email. Get the shirts up so I can buy one. I got a good story for you guys about the shirts. I got to tell it. I'll tell it after I do the mail here. Uh, the first two shows of the of the new year have been great, although the first one included about zero info. However, I've never had so many people look at me funny while on the subway for laughing so hard out loud. I also love the Vinnie puppet. 
Keep up the good work. See that, John? F you and Jamil both, you Vinnie Puppet haters. Yeah. <laughs> Vinnie Puppet's got a world of fans out there. I just put his pictures up last night if you guys want to check out the Vinnie Puppet pics. Yeah. There. Uh, he says, I have a story you might enjoy. I was char- I was going to call in the show last week for Drunk of the Week, but I basically got so drunk that I forgot to listen to the show. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. The quick version of the story is my local brew pub, which is Goose Island, had a three-hour all-you-can-drink party for their best customers as a thank you which included their uh, Imperial IPA. I proceeded on a tour of the brewery. After the party, I sampled from the fermenters and was given a flight of all the beers currently on tap. I made it home just in time for the show, but proceeded to pour a beer and forgot to tune in. Maybe I can redeem myself this week. Don't blame them. I would suggest, given an effort, we will be registering somebody for the Drunk of the Week today. That's one of the ways you're going to win a uh, full kegging system from Northern Brewer. Is by uh, So get started now. Get started now for the Drunk of the Week, which you know that we do at the end of the show. Uh, he also included some songs to, to give to us. I'm going to play... He, he gave us all uh, separate songs. Uh, one of them for you, Doc. I'm going to play it. I, I, think I it's can't wait the, to hear that I one. think it's at the next break. <laughs> yeah. It's called I Was High. <laughs> he dedicated it to you. I'm going to dedicate it uh, both to you and to uh, Homegrown Hops up there in Humboldt. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'll give it to him, too. Um, I was reading some of his posts this week. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Choking the Gopher. He gave me that song. That one's dedicated to me. I think I got that in the playlist later on the show. Yeah. Um and ruin my life, which I played just before the show, which is dedicated to me quitting my job for for to work for the BN full time. So I like that getting a little dedication for being a quitter. Yeah, quitter, <laughs> quitter. Yeah, You're still a winner. Hey, I've never been so happy to be a quitter in my life. I'll tell you that. I love not working at that place, place. <laughs> I used to work at. <laughs> that that. I like my radio job part time. The oh. other the other job that that part I love. Well, you love radio. So, yeah, I mean, hell. I basically spend all my time radio. Yeah, solving problems with the BN, but also still, you know, it's all around radio. So it's never going to stop either. Just so you know, you're, yeah, you're screwed. I, I agree. <laughs> um. All right, here's another one. I'm keeping these anonymous because I didn't ask anybody's permission to read them. I don't care. I just didn't want to read their names. I've uh, been thinking about sending you an email for some time. Been a listener now from show number one. But I've only listened live twice. The first show and last Sunday show. Uh, we sucked him in for the whole kegging system setup. Is nice. basically what happened. Excellent. However, he doesn't explain why, but he says he remembers why listening live is such a pain in the ass. <laughs> so he, he normally just gets the downloads and listens on his commute. I wonder if he maybe has dial-up or something. I don't know. Or there's but, issues at home during that time. Yeah, that's true. Um, Kids screaming. Sound like chipmunks. Yeah. (laughs) He didn't elaborate, though. But whatever. He says uh, he he brought up some web page issues, and I just wanted to use this opportunity to talk about that. Yeah. Um, He says the web page is looking good. It's uh, slow loading, and that is a bit annoying to him. He wants to make sure that I know I need to put uh, links on the email addresses so that they're mailed to links. Hmm. Yeah. the gallery page looked like crap. I fixed it last night as best I could. I realized it did; it was getting chopped off. It looks pretty good now. you got to scroll a little bit, but it's almost back to normal. So I fixed the gallery page for you guys. And uh, the events page, uh, I don't know, he's talking to me about a typo. I had a typo. Duh. Whatever. Um, Just one? You know, whatever. Come on, get off my back here. <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> you know what I'm saying? What are you, a friggin' English teacher? Yeah. <laughs> I really noticed lately, like the last two months, people are just like, 
God. Yeah. You know, focus on it. You know, it's yeah. Like, cool. What are you going to do? Thanks no, that's better. cool. I appreciate it. I, I'll go in and fix the typo, man. That's cool. And uh, also, I gotta uh, I gotta update our events page too, just to make sure all the times are there. Here's what's been happening: John's working hard at getting uh, like two months in advance scheduled for us. But what happens is people start switching dates or they can't make it. Things happen. And so in the updating process, I'll get like one update list and then find out two days later, oh, you got to update that list again. Yeah. So I haven't even put up the new list yet. But I will. I think John and I are getting it nailed down here real quick. Yeah. And we'll put up the new schedule, uh, which will include our tastings. Um, we've got to line those we'll up for the next two months, too. Are we, are we tasting something this week? Yeah. Sure. Nevada Pill. Ah, something's making me sneeze in here. Bless you. Thank you. So there's that. All right, a little bit of hate mail. How about that, guys? Yes. Why <laughs> they hate you? The first one is short and sweet. I like it. Uh says, Justin, you suck. Daniela, you're hot. <laughs> That's the whole thing, Daniela. Believe that? I can hardly believe it. <laughs> somebody finds me hot. And somebody thinks you suck. Yeah. <laughs> How could that be? I don't Let's know. have some new news. That's all he said or <laughs> yeah. she said? That sounds the whole email. Really? <laughs> the whole email. I think that's more like a love email to you, actually. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> <I'm> jealous. <laughs> okay, and then this one I got. I'm going to tell you who it's from on this one. It's It's hate mail. The subject on this one is you suck. And, uh... Cool. It's signed that it's from Jamil. It's from the Saint Jamil at at hotmail dot com is the address that I got. I'll read it to you. Well, that means he's dead. Jamil can call in and tell us uh, if this is his. Jamil is in a chat. He will let me know. Okay, this is what the hate mail came through as. I'm not. I didn't make this up. It got sent to me. I'm sick and tired of having to either bail your no talent ass clowns out. When you have no guests on, or having to dumb down my style show to make Dr. Scott sound smart. <laughs> Why the hell do I waste my time with you retards? I could be hanging out at my mansion, my mansion, watching my bitch boy Johnny 50 Gallon polish my medals. Really, if I charged you morons what I'm paid at Adobe, Dr. Scott would drive me around in a Hummer limo, Daniela would be cooking me schnitzel every night, and Justin would be wearing a French maid outfit dusting my sacks of hot nuts. <laughs> <laughs> to make matters worse, wow. you keep threatening putting another B3 stooge on the show called Beer and Shit. How the hell is that different from your Sunday show? Look, this guy JP is so broke he can't even afford a full name. <laughs> wow. wow. That's cool. He goes on. Your like no he says your listeners suck too, especially that whining homosexual from Australia. Hey, asshole, stop complaining about your free T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I want to raise. Love your holiness, Jamil. <laughs> I'm going to ask him right now if that was him. That wasn't him. That wasn't him. <laughs> no way. It's not his email address, but maybe he didn't want to. Uh, Anybody could start a Hotmail email, St. <laughs> Jamil. I thought that's good, though. It's got to be some loyal listener just screwing with us. Yeah, or Jamil. <laughs> I mean, it's, that'd be great. Wow, that's a lot of hate right there. But they pretty much summed us up. Yeah, I mean, you did a good job. That's what, And this is why I like hate mail, because uh, a little honesty goes a long way. I mean, it's a good thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's the feedback to, for today. That's all we got. I don't know if uh, Jamil's going to call in and either uh, confirm or deny that thing, but uh, we'll see. 
Maybe he just thinks that once in a while. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, whoever it was, that they're an avid listener because they know everything that's been going on. Yeah. I mean, at first, until the JP crack, I thought it was JP. <laughs> right. Yeah. Although it could still be JP. You never know. Yeah. Jamil says it's not his email. No. Yeah, that wasn't Jamil. It's some random hate mail. I like that, though. You know what? <laughs> if you guys want to send me fake hate mail all week, that's awesome. I'll read it. <laughs> I actually was thinking of a contest that I want to do on here called um, Guess the Real Hate Mail. You know, where I would, but I gotta wait till we start getting real right. hate mail. And then what I would do is write fake hate mail and mix it in with like, you know, I'll do like two fakes and one real hate mail hmm. and make you guys decide which is the real hate mail kind of thing. But we haven't gotten any real hate mail in so long that, uh. What happened to the hate mail guy? It's gonna work. He just never responded again. The guy who hates us. Probably closed down his website. <laughs> there was a post about the Vinny oh, yeah, Puppet. I about that. that. uh, right after we introduced the Vinny Puppet on that show. The uh, guy who hates us posted in the guy who hates us uh, uh, thread on the forum, and he had a picture of the of the Vinny puppet hung with a noose, and that he's like, funny. "You guys better stop sending me bad emails, yeah. or I'm gonna or the or the puppet gets it." <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Actually, his Vinny puppet looked better than our Vinny puppet. Yeah, it, it was just like a sock <laughs> with a with a mouth. You know what I mean? <laughs> Doc's playing with his little toy over there. I know he's not that toy. Oh, <laughs> that's the sound noise I hear all the time. I yeah, thought I got cra- beep, go yeah. crazy. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah, it's a little electronic. Awesome. Can we test me in like an hour? It's not, that's a, this is a different one. That's this not the breathalyzer. Uh, Although we do have a breathalyzer in the studio this week. We might test ourselves yeah, at the end of the show. That's how responsible we are now. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. won't let Doc go home or John go home or anything uh, until we... Uh, what's the limit? Point eight. Oh seven point oh point oh eight point oh eight oh eight would be drunk. You could be oh seven, and if the guy wants to let you go, he still could. But if you're oh <laughs> eight, like it, if you're oh eight, DUI, buddy. <laughs> DUI, which is like just like two beers in an hour. You're you're oh eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. be sure of that. All right, how about a little news? I got quite a bit of news. I had to really kind of narrow it down. In fact, there's a couple stories I'm not sure I'm going to read in here. They're like they're negative. They're sad stories. Which, for some reason, I found amusing. That's uplifting. (laughs) Maybe I'll start with those. (laughs) Please, hand on the good note. An ex-Coors executive killed himself this week, jumped off a bridge. Uh, Bill Bill Sutphin, a former executive of Coors Brewing Company, an active volunteer with the Denver Metro Chamber of Commerce, died Monday in Orlando, Florida. Sutphin, 45, committed suicide suicide by jumping from an overpass above Interstate 4, according to an account on the Orlando Sentinel. The newspaper said he was hit by at least 10 cars. Which one killed him, though? I know. Can you imagine that? That's horrible. By the way, I'm not amused by his death, although he's a suicide, so it's his own fault. I just... Well, I'm amused the, by the fact that he got hit by 10 cars when he jumped off the thing. Well, That's rough. Well, I'd have the, picked a the different fall bridge. fall probably would have killed him. Right. But still, I'd have picked a different bridge just in case. Like, I don't want to die getting hit by a car. But what you a know? painful death. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would rather just take a lot of drugs. I like or, the bridges you know, uh, that, uh, you know, that they say are <laughs> tall enough that you're dead before you ever hit the water kind of thing. They say you like, might have a heart attack on the way down. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, the Golden Gate Bridge right here in San Francisco is a very popular jumping point. Yeah. And, and the survivors have said, hey, that myth that you, you know, you pass out or you have a heart attack before you hit the water. Bullshit. <laughs> like there was a guy I read in the paper not too long ago and he's like, man, did it hurt like hell when I hit the water. Yeah. And he's still going through rehabilitation about yeah, that they thing. They were interviewing one guy and he said as he jumped and he saw the, the handrail yeah. going away from him, as soon as his hand left the handrail, he goes, 
I made a mistake. Yeah. In fact, I think that's the guy I read too. Unless they all, unless that's the MO. He says, as soon as he saw that handrail going away, he's like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a tragedy and our condolences go out to his family, said Coors spokesman Amy Valdez. He had so many friends here at Coors and we really miss him. He worked there until 1995, uh, until April, uh, from 1995 till April of last year and, uh, was divisional vice president of Coors distributing company and vice president of sales for Molson USA. So he was a higher up. He left to go to another uh, distributor company. I'm thinking he left because of the uh, he killed himself because of the bad beer. There goes the, there goes the supporter. It <laughs> <laughs> was all the free cores. It's you, a burnout syndrome. Yeah, you got burnout on. What was he doing in Florida? Water. I would off myself too. <laughs> Doc hates Florida. I was talking to him about that last yeah. night because I was trying to get Doc to go with us to the thing, and Doc's like, "I hate that place." I, I've been there three times and. Humid and yeah, disgusting. it's just this. No, it's <laughs> like, no, no good. No, no. no. Like hey, by the way, how come I have not been invited to go to Florida? You are invited. You did never invite me. I gotta invite you. You don't just know. No. Who do you think's buying the plane tickets? Uh, it's not gonna be me this time. They let wait. Well, I guess we're not going, John. <laughs> <laughs> they let you leave the state. Uh, I don't know actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's lame. Yeah. <laughs> Me not buying the flight fla- fla- ticket no, is lame. No. How about your girlfriend? I don't know. Yeah, ask her. <laughs> I was actually talking about your uh, your German not influence. being able to leave the state. Yeah. Oh well. But, hey, but you are allowed to leave the state yeah. now. Yeah, I should be kidding. fine. All right, I'll skip the other depressing news stories about a girl who got hit with a beer can on her head. It felt like from thirteen stories up, left a golf size a golf ball size hole in her head. She's fine now. Lost, uh, at first she <laughs> She's lost. fine now. Well, she, she almost died. At first she lost, I'm not gonna read that. I said I'm gonna skip it, now I'm talking about it. It's interesting, isn't it? She's just walking by, like a dorm or something, and, this, and, and it was a full 32 ounce can of beer fell off the windowsill 13 fell, stories. Fell, or was it pushed? I think it was, I think it fell. I don't know, I could see that frat boy just trying to aim. Well, nobody go. got busted for it, so who knows? But she got nailed by a 32-ounce can wow. and was it has been going through rehabilitation for a couple of years because of it. She basically lost the movement of her right arm and uh, and, and had some speech issues, too. Now, she, now her speech is okay. She's getting some feeling back and some movement back in the arm. And the doctors said it was like it, either you die from that or you got some serious brain damage. So yeah. she got pretty lucky. Wow. I mean, it said that it left her with a golf ball-sized hole in her head. What? But she's fine that's now. That's a freak accent. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what. If I'm going to die, though, that's a good way to go. Yeah. Getting hit by that's, the beer can? That's not the way beer's going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. I'm just saying, if, say, that were to happen on a Friday, and you guys were to come and do the show on Sunday, it'd be a great part of my eulogy that I died getting hit with a beer can. You guys could all celebrate <laughs> that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'd know that I was happy about going like that. <laughs> I'm glad we know that. Depends <laughs> on what beer it was. I, that's, <laughs> what I was yeah, that's true. There's not many good beers that come in a 32-ounce can, I'll tell you that. In fact, it must have been a Foster's, Foster's right? Foster's, yeah. It had to be a Foster's. The oil can. What else comes in a 32-ounce here? Uh, all right, in Canada, you Canada, uh, Canadian listeners are going to like this. I hope you know about it. Uh, there's a beer company out there who is claiming that the people who buy their beer and the way they buy it, uh, they can predict who the next prime minister is going to be. And i got a great gimmick going on. Um 
Staff at an Ontario brewery believe that they have an insight into who will be elected prime minister when Canadians vote after launching new beers with the effigy of party leaders on the labels and counting sales of each to predict the outcome. Which is awesome. I think there's always like four parties. So they make four different beers, or, or maybe it's all the same Four beer, different labels. And they make four different labels, and they put the party member's face on the label, and then they, they say they can tell by how many they sell of each one who's going to be elected. Say, so we started it last December with four new beers. Uh, so they did do different beers. Four new beers representing the main political parties. Lindsay Key, a spokesman for Trafalgar Brewery, told AFP Wednesday. The results posted on a billboard have so far uh, so far echoed conventional polls throughout the election campaign, he said. It's interesting to see how similar it is to the national polls. In the beginning, the liberals had a very good lead with 37%, and the conservative were at 19%. But the conservative beer has been, ga- has been gaining ground. The conservatives are now at 31% of the sales and liberals at 26 Other polls using traditional survey methods indicated that Stephen Harper's conservatives have a 17 to 18 point lead ahead of Prime Minister Paul Martin's Liberals. So it's working. People buy beer the same way they elect officials in Canada. <laughs> That's which scary. I, think is, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> scary is a great criteria. Uh, according to Key, sales of beer associated with the Socialist New Democratic Party and Separatist Bloc Quebecois, Quebecois, whatever, <laughs> gotta say it in like French Canadian, also reflected fluctuations in public opinion. So, uh, the, par- the brewery will host a party Monday night promising to be the first to announce the election results. So they say that whatever their sales are, they're going to be able to tell you who the new Canadian <laughs> prime minister is by tomorrow. You all right over there, Daniela? <laughs> what enough. happened? Yeah, chat is just going awesome tonight, really. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of funny things happening. Your beer is good, John, by the way. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I got a request for this here. I want to hear Doc's song. I, I got it coming up here. Bring it Sorry, Doc. Just had to do that. You're a legend. <sighs> that reminds me, actually. I got oh, a, I'm famous now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had a funny song sent in for us, you guys. Did you check your email yet, John, to get that song? Uh, I, I told you it. I'm good. I'm glad you didn't because I'd rather play it for you here. Okay. Uh, listener made a song for us. And, uh, man, is it cool. I mean, I am so happy. I'm, I'm going to play it after the break. I'm going to hold off on it. Aww. Build a little anticipation. It's awesome. Doc, you're going to like it. You're going to like it. <laughs> uh, okay, you're, two, you're yeah. two more quick stories let me get to, and then we'll take a, we'll take a break. Uh, let's see. Wine drinkers have healthier diets than beer drinkers, a new study has shown. Uh, a new study in Denmark. Researchers in Denmark found that people who buy wine also buy healthier food and therefore have healthier diets than people who buy beer. The findings are published in the online edition of the British Medical Journal. Studies have shown that drinking wine is associated with lower risk of death from some causes. Some studies have also suggested that wine drinkers have healthier diets than beer or spirits drinkers, and this may explain wine's beneficial effect on health. Researchers analyzed three and a half million transactions chosen at random from 98 outlets of two large Danish supermarket chains over a six-month period. Customers were categorized as wine-only, beer-only, mixed, or non-alcohol buyers. And then they just took details of what were bought. In the study, wine buyers bought more olives, fruit and vegetables, poultry, cooking oil, low-fat cheese, milk, and meat than beer buyers. Hmm. 
beer buyers bought more ready-cooked dishes, sugar, cold cuts, chips, pork, butter, or margarine, sausages, lamb, and soft drinks than Lo- wine buyers. Lots of salt. Yeah, what a bunch of lazy slobs we are. Uh, the study supports findings <laughs> from the United States, Denmark, and France showing that wine drinkers tend to eat fruit, vegetables, and fish and use cooking oil more often than saturated fat. Uh, less often than those who prefer other alcoholic drinks. John proving our point by chowing down on some <laughs> chips over there in the background. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah, Doc over there playing video games in the microphone. You got John chowing on chips. And Daniela typing. Daniela typing. <laughs> well, at least I'm working compared to you guys. You're not working. You're not even listening to us. Hey, we're drinking. <laughs> There's the first one. <laughs> Researchers said the findings emphasized the need to take into account diet and other lifestyle factors in studying wine's health benefits. So, I don't know. Hey, I think we should start a movement of healthy beer drinkers, you know? You know what I think it's uh, related to? Hmm. It's that beer in general is cheaper than wine. Wine is pretty expensive, and I think people who tend to buy wine, they have some dough. And yeah, they that's, that's why they probably buy the, the you know, healthy food the is expensive foods. food. You know, if you want to go and buy healthy food here in the United States, it's insanely expensive, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's more what they should have taken into consideration, those stupid researchers. Yeah. Yeah, you might be right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, you're right. I am just saying it sucks that just because you have less money, you can't eat right. Oh, yeah, that totally sucks. You know, that's not a good thing. Yeah. But I think beer drinkers just have as much taste as wine drinkers. You know, this is what I'm saying, the bottom yeah, line. They yeah. would probably go for the good foods, too, if they could afford and you know, I'm not positive that, that, that it's, that the stereotype is staying true that wine people all have more money. I mean, our survey showed that our, our beer guys got, got some dough. Oh, that's true. You know? But they make their beer themselves. I mean, that's a whole different story, you know? Take, uh, Captain Tooth's a lot over there. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Captain Iberg only two days a month? Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. A week, a week. Of course, oh, right, we're, a week. Of course we're referring to Doc. <laughs> yeah. He's a beer guy and, uh, we'll he buys there. all, he brings us good healthy stuff that, I guess it is all money, though, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a beer guy. All right, one last news story. I'll do it real quick because I'm offended by it. Uh, it's m- more of this new legislation. John and I were talking about this a little bit. We really got to watch out, guys. You got to pay attention to what's going on in the beer news. Uh, aside from my stories about you know people with holes in their head from beer cans, uh, stuff like this is important because legislation is happening all over. Um, and why you should join the AHA? And why? You should, yeah, because AHA kind of they, they, us they lobby to get a lot of. Things happen mm-hmm. now. This particular uh, law kind of goes in the state. It's about Alabama, and I was looking through some of the. Uh, Lufa sent me a bunch of news about it, mm-hmm. and uh, one of our listeners from the forum. I read that. I was uh, checking out a bunch of it, and uh, Alabama's got some rough uh, alcohol laws as it is, kind of twisted. Uh, go figure. Uh, but this one is a uh, bill would end keg parties in Alabama. Keg parties may soon become illegal in Alabama because of problems with underage drinking, and it will be with the support. Of the beer industry. That's what pisses me off about mm. this thing. The Alabama Senate voted 30 to nothing Tuesday for legislation that would ban the sale of draft beer in kegs of five gallons or more to individuals. The legislation would still permit draft beer to be sold in restaurants and bars in the 24 counties where it's legal. Twenty-four. How many counties uh, I want to say? And the beer that? industry is supporting They're that? supporting it. Yeah, but what, what? I'll read to you why. Yeah. Are they, are they, are the big guys are trying to cut out the little guys? No, it's, well, that might be part of it. They say it's, it's a, it's a, it's a cover in their ass move is what it is. I bet you the beer guys are threatened by the microbrew industry. By the microbrew mm-hmm. people. The bill, which now goes to the House for consideration, was supported by the Alabama Wholesale Beer Association. 
They say, we want to make sure the people who use our products are of age and use it responsibly, Executive Director Donna Alexander said. Hmm. So you stop selling it to people? You know what I'm so, saying? This so who, is what who's supporting me. it? Is it the, the middleman, the distributors? Uh, this is a distributor, the Wholesale yeah. Beer Association. They're supporting so it. So they're not the beer industry that's right. actually supporting it. You're right. This is just a distributor. Bob Hill, attorney for the Alabama Alcoholic Beverage Control Board, said the agency has not taken a position on the proposed ban. The bill's sponsor, Senator Bobby Singleton. So if you all want to send some letters to anybody, you can send them to Senator Bobby Singleton, Democrat from Greensboro. He said underage drinking of draft beer is a problem at fraternity parties, but a bigger problem is teenagers getting someone of legal age to buy a keg for them and then using it to throw a party for other teenagers. <clears throat> Senator Bradley Byrne, Republican from Montrose, said keg parties are often in fields in isolated areas and have become a serious problem. Just all of a sudden? Well, yeah, all of a sudden. <laughs> it's been around and, forever. And what kind of serious problem are we talking about here? Yeah. Drunk kids? It happens. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> you got a lot take, of other things to worry keg, about. Taking the kegs away is not going to stop them. A law is not going to stop them, yeah. Well, the, ke- the kegs aren't going to... We just have case parties in here. Start buying cases of beer, right? What, yep. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's just, it's then like, they have the litter problem. It's like it, it, There's a discrepancy, though. You still sign off as a... a a consumer, you go and buy a keg. You yeah. you say you're liable now. Yeah, you know it's their fault, not not you know. Yeah, our fault. I mean, shit. For some years, right. we've been working to get some kind of control on keg beer. He said, "This is that Republican dude." In 2004, the legislator passed a law applying only to Mobile County that requires kegs to have identification, so the purchaser can be found if the police discover the so keg at a party with underage that, drinking. That's a pretty good idea. They can trace it See? back. And at least that then you're not like just cutting off the whole thing for some ridiculous reason. You know, it's like a, it. All right, to me, I got caught like, with a keg. I'm going to jail. It's like here, here's my idea. I'm the new California. I'm the new Pacheco senator, right? And I, we got a problem with drunk driving around here. So you know what I say we do? We stop selling cars. No more cars. Nobody gets cars anymore. Yeah, no, we, we, we walk individuals. Now. Yeah, everyone. You got to walk. You got to do what you. I say no more cars. You see what I mean? Like you can't cut off the thing to to solve the problem. It's mm. not the problem. Uh you try teaching your kids something. How about that? It takes one incident, though, to make it just a bad thing, too. Yeah. Let it out, Jay. Alabama's not alone <laughs> in addressing keg parties. Last year, the Arkansas legislator passed a keg ID law, and the University of Colorado banned kegs at parties given by campus organizations. But uh, that's not new. Uh, campus is banning big parties of drinking. UCSP has a big problem. There's two other senators in, in the state of Alabama that are they're doing their own... Uh, um, bills to do the same thing in their counties says this will send a message that we in the legislature don't condone this kind of consumption in colleges or high schools f you i think all families should start you know introducing alcohol to their young ones when they're like five or six get them drunk early yeah well at least make them responsible <laughs> no you're right respect the stuff right yeah. and the other, the other part is come on kids getting drunk big deal they're gonna find ways it's gonna happen Look, I turned out fine, right? <laughs> Mostly. I was drunk half my young life. Look at me. Look where I am. Still. <laughs> I make no money. I stopped drinking when I was 13. I got half a job. <laughs> yeah, but you are, you respect it. It's part of your culture, and you were introduced yeah. to it, see? Th- it you got a, you got a al- point there. It was John. almost legal for you, then. It was almost legal, yeah, but everybody starts around like 13 or so. And if, when same you, in California. When you get the booze so young, you don't need the drugs because you yeah. got the booze already. Yeah. You like yeah. it so much. It's the same way in California. Yeah. Hey, I just want to announce real quick, I left the chat room because I got some serious computer oh. issues. Going on here, so this is why I'm not replying to anybody. Oh, okay. Oh, that's no good. We can set up your other computer if that thing's not working for you. 
All right, we're going to take a quick break. i got two giveaways to do when we get back. I'm going to register somebody for the kegging system, and I'm also going to give away a gift certificate courtesy of Oz over there in Australia. Uh, we screwed it up last week. We're going to do it this week. So two things to give away when we come back. Coming in January, the Brewing Network is proud to present the Beer Style Show. Hosted by the most award-winning home brewer ever... Jamil Zainashef. Each show will give you the best in understanding BJCP style guidelines. You gotta honestly look at it, try it, you know, and evaluate it and say, no, it's, it's actually, you know, a, a better beer in this style. And that's, again, goes to, you know, understand the BJCP uh, style guide. Competition advice. One of the things in competition that you have to do is you have to brew a good beer, a really good beer. So the bigger the, the, the competition, the, yeah. the better beer you have to brew as a base. Experienced homebrew tips. You know, one of the things about process, some of the, a lot of these beers, um, mash temp is a difference of just a few degrees one way or another, but it makes, uh, you know, a dramatically different beer. The science behind the process. What you want to pitch is one million cells per milliliter of wort per degree plate. And brewcaster John co-hosting is sure to keep Jamil on his toes. Yeah, I believe that you need temperatures to help grow. I, I, think, I think John... John, you could make even better beer. What's on, Jamil? The Beer Style Show with Jamil Zanishef and John Fleece. Coming to the Brewing Network in 2006. Stay tuned to www.thebrewingnetwork.com for details. Welcome back. Thank you, Brewing Network. That gets me angry. I love this intro. The beautiful people. Yeah. It's my <laughs> new favorite one. I like it. Me. It's right up Crotch Rot's alley out there in Florida, too. He likes the angry stuff. <laughs> yeah, this is how you do in the beauty. <laughs> yeah. He likes the good rock and roll. Yeah. I got to do a rock and roll show. I might alternate the blues show with the rock and roll show every Sunday. I'm thinking about doing that, you know? Just doing back to back. Come on, man. My Sundays are like 15-hour days right now. I got to do another show in the middle there? No time. I don't know. I just imagine you here in the morning. Yeah. Ooh, you get up, you get your yeah. bunny slippers on, and you, you come out here, and you're scratching yourself. I'm like, I guess I got to get the blue show going. I know. That's what everybody thinks. And, you know, I don't want to complain because I, it's a great gig I got going, so I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying uh, it's a long-ass day for me, Sundays. It's a very long day. I don't finish up here till after midnight because I got to get because now that I do the archive thing, getting you know getting everything day. ready for so that when people wake up in the morning, I like that. I want them to have it. So you know, show's over. I get a little break. We hang out, have a couple beers, say goodbye to the guests. Now I'm back in here editing stuff. So it's a long day, Doc. <laughs> Props to you. Yeah. It's a lot like your uh, a lot like your Thursdays. Yeah. All right. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm gonna start calling you when I get into the office in the morning. Yeah. What time's that, Doc? About six thirty. Ooh, that hurts. Don't do that. <laughs> I will, then I'll like call a, you. Then I'll call you when I get home at night. It's yeah. about six thirty. See, I, I'm all right with a long day. Uh, the early. I'll never claim that I'm in here like a like early a.m. <laughs> doing it. I'm not going to say that. Right, six a.m. You can forget it. It's not my thing. Morning radio is not my gig. 
Never. Even during the Jamil show, like when you guys did it this last Monday, yeah, I was were, a little sleepy. You were. You I was like jumping on. I got some did questions. You, did you just for wake you up? Guys. The no, crack I had been up. I had been up for a while. I I got up because if I had just woken up, you could forget it. But uh, no, I got up. I was up for an hour and a half. But it's still it's the time of day for me. Yeah, I'm. An, I get on my. Yeah, I'm work working till three four a.m. That's fine by me. Working at five a.m. Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unless I unless I've been going straight to yeah. all through the night. But starting nah. You guys want to hear the song we got sent in? Yes, please. Yes. We'll do that, and then we're going to give away some stuff. This is good, man. Really oh, you've good. been building it up. <laughs> okay, All right, I'm just going to play it. I'm going to let it speak for itself. Sent in by listener Rich. Rich sent this to us. Touch the phone. <laughs> Yeah, the mini puppet, along with Doc, little laughing from Daniela back there. That's our new song right there, guys. I love it. <laughs> that gets me dancing. I'll tell you what. You know that you got a good fan base, uh, listener base, people that support you uh, when you start getting good songs like that sent in about the content of the show. Rich, you're the man. Yeah. That thing's awesome. And you can be sure that it has a place uh, not only in my heart but on this show for a long, long time to come. See what I'm saying, John? F you again about the Vinnie Puppet. This guy wrote a song about it. There's a Vinnie Puppet. I was hoping you might let me have some. That thing's been stuck in my head, by the way, <laughs> since I listened to it two days ago. I've had nothing but that thing uh, running through my head. <laughs> I was hoping you might let me have some. Uh, so anyway, that's the new Vinnie Puppet song. Let's do this. We're going to give away a, uh, well, we're going to register somebody to win a, a full kegging system from Northern Brewer at northernbrewer.com. Uh, you ready for this, Daniela? Because uh, it's going to require your services. Uh, we're going to take caller number nine. We're going to do it the real easy way. Caller number nine at 888-401-BEER. You're going to register to win a full kegging system. You guys know the rules. Uh, if you already have a kegging system, please don't try to register. Follow the Brewer's Code. little honesty, give it to somebody who needs it. Uh, 888-401-BEER. You must be the one who needs it. We're not taking secondary registrations here. Uh, caller number nine, we'll get it, and uh, it's got to be a—it's uh, got to be in the first person. You can't call in for a friend. If you want your friend to win? You call him up, and you have them listen and, and, and give us a call. That's fine by me. Eight 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 four zero one beer. Caller number nine will be our first registered user today to win a full kegging system from Northern Brewer. There you go. Danielle will Daniela will be taking your calls. All right. In the meantime, I wanted to tell you just a real quick story about the shirts because it kind of pertains to uh, why they're not up yet, and uh, I know you guys are asking for them. I'm not talking about the shirts I've not sent to Oz because, uh, whatever, he'll get his damn shirts, right? I like that hate mail. Tell <laughs> I, I got to quit whining about his free shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait a couple of months, then start whining. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, here's the thing. We've ordered shirts three times now. Three times and three times the t-shirt companies have screwed them up. Now, I'll admit the first time was my fault. I went through an amateur who runs a screen printing business out of his house. 
good guy, nice guy, made us some very basic shirts. We got just a few of them. But they didn't have the full logo. He didn't mess up the basic ones. He got those right. But I wanted the full logo done. So he couldn't do that. So I went to a second uh, company. And this second company seemed really good. It's a, it's a big company. They got a lot of clients. We ordered uh, a bunch of shirts from them. And I'm not going to give the name of the company. I might. i got to wait and see how this transaction pans out. Uh, they sent us 100 shirts. They were all wrong. All tilted like two inches to the side and crooked. The logo was just all Wasn't it off up. center? It was off center and it was crooked sideways. And I can't sell that to you guys. I'm really, I'm, you know, I called the guys back and I'm like, listen, what do you want me to do? I, I, I'm charging these, these listeners, uh, you know, for these shirts. You want me to send them bad shirts? I can't do that. So they say, okay, send us another couple hundred bucks. We'll let you keep all the defective ones for giveaways or whatever and we'll send you another hundred. All right. Sounds good. Order them. Send me the next batch of hundred. The egg, uh, the, the 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 logo, which is a round speaker, as you guys will know if you look on the main page, is shaped like a friggin' egg. It looks like a it looks like the biggest goose egg you ever saw in your life. <laughs> like your head? Yeah, like my head. Exactly. Well, that's how they got it back to the center. That's how they got it back to the center. Exactly. They like stretched the shirts across, so they screwed them up again. I only got like forty good ones out of them, out of the hundred that they sent me. Right. So I call them back, say, hey, you guys messed it up. So now they're upset they got to take the shirts back again. They're upset with me because I want them to give me all my money's worth. And uh, I'm shipping them all back to them now. I'm keeping the 40 that are good. So I do have shirts here, but I can't put them up for sale because here's my here's my worry. I put up the 40 that I have for sale. You guys buy them up like crazy. And then all of a sudden I got you on back order until I get new shirts again. See what I mean? And I don't want to leave you waiting. I don't want to have you have had paid me the money and you're waiting on a shirt because I don't have any more in stock. So I'm working with a new company now. I went to them. They say they can do it. It looks like a really good company. The price is awesome, which means I can transfer that price onto you guys. We're trying to keep low cost. Look, I could have gotten great shirts a long time ago for you guys, but I would have had to charge you like, you know, 25 bucks a shirt. And I'm trying not to do that. I'm trying to keep it down because I, that's big. I'm with you guys on this. Like, look, I'm lucky I can buy ingredients kind of thing, right? That's me too. So we're trying to keep the cost down and, and that's part of the process. I'll wait to hear back from this company this week. And uh, when we when they get back to me, they're supposed to actually give me a sample of the shirt. If it's good, I'm going to say press it. I'll put those guys up on the on the web as soon as possible. What are you doing with the bad ones? The bad ones are all going back. i got to ship them all back. The only ones I'm keeping are the 40 good ones that they sent us. But I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to put them up for sale because I don't want to leave people hanging if they sell out real quick. No worries. So... Hang in there, guys. I man, do I appreciate the interest in you guys. Time, yeah, yeah. But you guys, your interest in asking about them—that's not annoying to me. I'm not giving you this rant because I'm annoyed by you guys asking about it. I'm giving you this rant because I want you to know what's happening, and uh, I really appreciate that you guys keep asking because it means you want to support us. So that's awesome. Uh, by the way, we did get confirmation from Chris White; he will be calling in uh, at six o'clock. So we got our uh, we got our guest called in. Uh, right now, I think we had our caller number nine, our first registered user. Let's see if we can get him on the air here. Caller. Yes. Henry. Yes. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Are you sick of bottling beer? I am very sick of bottling beer. <laughs> okay. All right, that's good, because you're now qualified. Uh, you're, you're one of our lucky 12 that's uh, registered to win the full kegging system from Northern Brewer. Well, thank you. Where are you from? Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, you guys aren't even allowed to drink there, are you? I am not allowed to brew. Allowed to drink, but not brew. Oh, man. So you're, not, you're not doing it within the state. You're just... You drive I, across, I certainly am. You drive We're across the, the line and yeah, okay. 
You, can you buy like homebrew equipment and stuff there? Yeah, there's a brew store just around the street, just uh, around the corner from my house. But it's like our bong shops, right? Where like they have to sell our bongs as tobacco equipment. Like, no, what? no, actually, it's it's perfectly legal to sell equipment to brew, just not to brew. Mm. Um, not that the cops would ever try to come after you because they right. wouldn't. I mean, they probably brew too. They probably do. I would too. <laughs> I'd like to get a Utah cop on the air who's a home brewer. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have to give his name and stuff. I, I can work on that. Do sure. it for me. That'd be great. Sure, sure. Because I'd like to know how they feel about that kind of thing. You know? And well, you know, like Salt, Utah is heavily Mormon. Salt Lake is is fifty percent Mormon. Right. So they hate you know drinking in general. So gotcha. Um, like this caffeine is the one and place everything. Where it's not a hundred percent Mormon. So okay. You know, people that want to drink have a little bit more leniency here. Hey, you know what's interesting about the, I don't know if you guys know this, uh, you probably do, I, I might be just stating the obvious here. The Mormon temple has the largest, um, genealogy of families, uh, record of, of any organization, like in the world. So, if you're look, even if you're not a Mormon. So if you're looking to trace your family history, the best resource you can go to is the records, uh, that are at, uh, within the Mormon temple. They got this just awesome registry of family trees. I don't know why. They just took it upon themselves to find out where the hell everybody came from. And now they're this great resource. Scary. All that extra time because they're not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got nothing else to do, right? Uh, my bad. I don't mean to say anything bad. I'm just saying that. Uh, well, Henry, congratulations, my friend. Thank you. Okay. Right. What you need to do is send your information to John, uh, John P. at the Brewing Network. That's okay. J-O-N. And no H. Yeah. No H. No H. J-O-N-P at the Brewing Network. And if you want, you can send it to Daniela, too. Same address, Daniela at the Brewing Network. And that way uh, we make sure we got everybody. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Henry. We'll see you, buddy. Have a great night. You, Bye. too. All right, another one registered to win that uh, system from uh, Northern Brewer at northernbrewer.com. All right. Sweet. I got another giveaway to do. Uh, I want to take a caller. This one is courtesy of Oz. I screwed it all up last week. I apologize about that, but he's still got a $20 gift certificate to give away. Now, I want to mention, well, let me mention the question, and then I'll I'll go back, okay? Here's the trivia question. It's going to be a caller. Okay, so first person to call in, you're going to get $20 to spend at Beer, Beer, and More Beer. And you can go to morebeer.com just to spend that thing. So you don't even have to live near us or anything else. All right, so uh, it's, a, it's a $20 gift certificate courtesy of Oz over in Australia. The trivia question is, who were the original brewcasters? Now, there is only one answer to this question, and I did get it right this time. Who were the original brewcasters here at the Brewing Network? All right. It's uh if you have listened for a long time, you guys will know this. So the original brewcasters here at the Brewing Network. And Oz and I came up with this together, so we collaborated and make sure we got it right this time. Um eight 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 four oh one beer is the number, and we'll give it to the first caller to get that answer right. I think we got somebody on the line now. Um what I wanted to say while we're waiting on that is that code, code right and fool, one of our forum users and longtime listeners. He stepped up with the homebrew code last week and said, you know what, I gave the answer and you guys told me I was right, but I went and I listened to the archive and I was actually wrong. So I can't accept the gift certificate. And that's why we're giving away the gift certificate again. And I say, hey, that's a stand-up guy right there. He went back, checked his own answer, called himself wrong, and said, uh, I can't take it. So... Tell you what we're going to do, Code. We're going to send you some swag. Nice. I don't know what. Uh, hang in there, buddy. But I promise you, we'll be sending you some stuff just oh, for just maybe, for stepping up. Maybe a funky shirt. Yeah. Logo. All yeah, how about a crooked shirt? <laughs> That's what you get for uh, stepping up like that. <laughs> so uh, we're going to take care of you just for just for doing it. But unfortunately, i got to give the uh, gift certificate away to somebody else. Um, 
Okay, caller, you're on the air. Is it William? Yeah. Hey, buddy, how are you? Pretty good. You got the answer to the question? Is it Doc, Justin, and John? You're very close. You're very close, but unfortunately you're not right. So hang in there. You'll hear the answer in a minute. Okay. Thanks, buddy. All right, he's close. It's a tricky one, and that's why I said you have to have listened from the beginning and really kind of know the show to know who the original brewcasters on the Brewing Network are. All right, so we'll take another caller. It's 888-401-BEER. You can still win a $20 gift certificate to Beer, Beer, and More Beer. Uh, unfortunately, I think we might be tying up our line right now with our guest. So. Okay, cool. It's not. I'm sorry. I'm Ooh. listening to two things at once. Um, hang up on Chris. <laughs> yeah, hang on. Yeah. on our. Uh, we got Chris White. Just tell me he's, wrong. He can't he's calling in any minute now as soon as we finish this contest, and we're going to be talking yeast with Chris White. Uh, I don't even think we're going to take a 6 o'clock break. I think we might just go right through. We're going to have to do our Sierra Nevada tasting. We'll do it with Chris on the air, and then we'll get right into the yeast stuff. We'll take a break at 6.30 or so. I think that should should be able to do it. Uh, all right, hang on. Let me get this caller going. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, how are you? Hey, who are we talking to? Uh, this is Jerry Dixon. Hey, Jerry, how are you? I'm doing great. All right, you got an answer to the question? I think that it was John and Justin. You are correct, my friend. It was just John and myself. If you guys remember, Doc was not a brewcaster in the, in, in, in the beginning. In fact, we weren't sure he was going to stick around with us or not. But we like to refer to him as the guest that never left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he came in to help us out. Uh, we signed him up. He said he could do a couple of shows and, and see how it went. And uh, we loved him so much, we asked him to stay, and he had a good time, so he did. So you're absolutely right. He was not a brewcaster. I don't think we made you officially a brewcaster till like a month into it or something. Yeah, something like that. And then I actually I took out all of our station IDs that didn't refer to Doc and everything else and, and made him part of the crew. Yeah, I kept leaving every Sunday. My wife's going, how long is this going to go on? <laughs> I think it's permanent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> forever? Forever. Yeah. Forever. Uh, all right. How about this? As a follow-up, and just for fun, it, it doesn't mean anything, Jerry. Uh, who are the who are the brewcasters now? Uh, John, Justin, Doctor Scott, and of course Daniela. There you go. We actually added Daniela as an official brewcaster a couple of months ago too. And of course, <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> all right, separate you, billing. I, go ahead. I just discovered you guys about a month ago, but I've downloaded all the archives and listened to them. Oh, okay. Really gotten a lot of good stuff out of it. Hey, that's good. You must be skipping through the uh, the annoying parts <laughs> to get to the good no, stuff. No, I listen to everything. Oh, cool. All right. Well, I'm glad you're liking it and glad we can help. And, hey, nice work, man. Good memory. It was a tricky question. So, uh, all right, 20 bucks to you from More Beer. And uh, that's courtesy of Oz. He's in the chat room. Uh, you can thank him there. And uh, just email John at uh, johnp at thebrewingnetwork.com that you're the one who won the gift ticket. We'll get it to you. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks a lot, buddy. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Cool. Got that taken care of. And now any second, I think Chris White from White Labs will be calling in. And we should probably get our tasting together so that when he comes in, we can get that ready. Were you trying to tell me something that uh, I'm retarded about, John? Or we I was good? looking at you. Okay. <laughs> He's always thinking you're retarded. Yeah, that's why, that's why I can never tell. Like, did I, was I, actually I was actually wondering where he was from. Oh, right. Uh, Alabama. Alabama. Okay. Oh, man, it was from Alabama. I didn't even see that on my screen. Uh, I'm sorry, Daniela. She put that there for me. That's too bad, because I really wanted to know about this Alabama deal. Hey, Jerry, do me a favor. We're going to be on the phone with Chris White for another hour, but if you're, if you're still tuned in, 
Give us a call back. I want to ask you about this Alabama legislation and what county you're in and whatnot. I, I'd like a little inside information uh, from the news stories that we did right there at the beginning. So, uh, like I said, the phone's going to be tied up. I'll call us back at the end. All right. Can we get the Sierra Nevada uh, ready to go? Yes, sir. We'll do our tasting, and uh, we'll see if we can get Chris White in the phone, too. I'm drinking John's Dunkel right now, Doc. It's pretty good. Yeah, I not finished mine. It's it pretty nice. You finished it already, huh? Oh, yeah. I tell you guys, we got this breathalyzer in the studio. We might use later. You were you were drinking that other one. I was. That's I was, why you're behind us. I am totally behind. Are you getting a sulfury thing out of this? Yeah, a little bit. I'm uh, getting a little sulfur. You'll get that out of the, out of the uh, lager yeast. Oh, okay. Do that. It's kind of part of the Dunkel style. I I would have thought that it's John, okay to have that. John, how old's this beer? Not that old. Like two months. Oh, by the way, uh, I'm not supposed to call John John anymore. He's now, um, you guys know that, you, you know the deal about, uh, his, uh, Zymergy magazine thing? No. You don't? No. He's now Johnny Fitty Gallon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that I do know. Uh, actually, in the, in the forum. He's actually, he's got a couple of them. Johnny 5 is, is, is I think the most popular one. Yep. So I think from now on, You've got theme music, Johnny. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Johnny 5-0. Johnny 5-0, my friend. They've been taking a lot of crap for that. Yeah. All John's recipes have to be in 50-gallon batches. Yeah. <laughs> just, just the good ones. Yeah. Just the good <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oz was wondering how your reaction was to to that question last week. He wanted to know the look on your face when he, when he was on the phone and asked you why the hell you had to put a 50-gallon recipe. I, I'll tell you what. He caught me off guard, but you know, <laughs> it's all good. That's cool. So Johnny Five O is uh, his new official brewcaster name, I think. And Jamil likes to call him Fitty G, <laughs> which I don't mind either. I like that one. <laughs> Johnny Five O and Fitty G. All right, he's pouring our Sierra Nevada Pale Ale right now. So get your tasting ready. Most people have had this beer. It's uh, possibly the most popular, uh, you know, microbrew microbrew on the planet, and kind of led the. The revolution of, of big-time microbrews. So uh, that's what we're going to taste. I think we got Chris on the phone here. Let me let me get him going right before we do it. Hey, Chris, you there? Yes, I am. Ah, hey, buddy. How are you? Oh, good. Uh, good, thanks. Man, did we luck out with you. I was I so know. worried that we were yeah. going to get a bad Thanks. phone connection, and you sound crystal clear, my friend. Oh, good. Yeah, I was a little worried about that, too, but uh, got a good phone here, I think. All right, cool. Might and you be, can, can you hear us okay? Yes, I can. All right, cool. It might right. be the best connection we ever had. Yeah, so. I think so. Man, was that lucky. I tried to get a pre-interview, but uh, things just don't work out sometimes. And, uh, man, would it have sucked to say, hey, thanks for calling, Chris. Can't hear you. Bye, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we got you now. Uh, okay. So ne- next time we'll have to make sure you're in the studio. Yeah, exactly. I'd ha- be happy to be, yeah. All right, cool. We're not flying you out, though. you got to do that. Yourself. Well, he comes up here to see his brother, so. Yeah, there you go. Is your brother out here, Chris? Yes, uh, Union City. Oh, Okay. That's not very yeah, nice. We place. just hired Mike too. Um, oh, he's working uh, for you uh, now, huh? Last week was his first week. Yeah. Oh, I'd like to What's talk to him about that. Oh, he's a twin brother too. I, yeah. I can't yeah, imagine. Uh, scared me the first time I saw that. What's he do? Sorry. Well, he was already writing the Craft Beer Quarterly and and some of our uh, other publications. So he's doing more of that on the website. And you guys, uh, how, who's who's older? Even if it's by minutes. Oh, yes. It's the number one question for twins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I am by seven minutes. 
See, that works out good because now my questions are, are valid because I wonder what it's like to work for your older brother. And that's why I don't want to talk to him even about White Labs. I just want to know what it's like to work for Chris White, his older brother. And I bet he's got some stories for us. Well, hopefully not yet in just one week. <laughs> right. Well, even if he goes back to childhood stories, that could be fun. You know? Oh, he's got stories. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, let me uh, let me get you up to speed here, real quick, Chris. We're just we got to do our tasting, which we're tasting Sierra Nevada right now. Um, okay. Won't take long. Just kind of describe what it does to the palate, and then we're going to get all into some good yeast stuff with you, if you don't mind. Sounds great. All right, cool. So we got our Sierra Nevada here. I'll tell you, I uh, Sierra Nevada was my intro to the craft brew world. It was and the one swore that by this beer. I was drinking Natural Light right up to the day I tried my first Sierra Nevada. And by the way, I hated it the first one I tried. And about a week later, after drinking a whole bunch of it, I thought it was real good. <laughs> you got to work your way into it. You do. But it got me into the craft beer movement, so it was my gateway drug, so to speak. All right. So it's got that signature Sierra Nevada smell right off the bat. So good. What is that, Johnny? That's orange, citrus. What are the, what are the hops that do that? Uh, cascade. Cascade, yeah. It's all cascade, right? Mm. Smooth. You like the Sierra? I thought you didn't like it, John. I like the beer, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is smooth. It's a real clear flavor. So what can you pick out on the palate, Doc? It's really just a lot of that cascade fruitiness, right? Yeah, and then the graininess from the malt mm. comes through nice. But it's a balanced bitterness, so it's, it's a trip. Yeah, that's one thing that they've gotten down to a science is that, that real balance between the malt and the hops in this one. Some people say it's too hoppy for them, too strong. I don't think so. I think it's really a good balance. Mm-hmm. I think what it is is how present that cascade citrusiness is mm-hmm. that that's what people take it as being a little too hoppy well if, if you're not a hoppy beer person this is the maximum you'd right want it sitting on your tongue do you like sierra doc yeah you do what about you chris you ever drink this stuff yeah i do uh, i i like it a lot you good fan it's uh, uh one of the really world's best ales yeah it's up there you know what i don't like about it the hangover yeah, out of Sierra. I don't know if you guys noticed, but Sierra Nevada has its own hangover. Well, it is easy to drink. It's because it's easy to drink. You drink a lot of it, and it, it's that distinct flavor. Your whole head tastes like that in the morning. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, like, not sweating. just your mouth. Your actual head tastes like a you're, Sierra Nevada. You're oozing Sierra out of your it's pores. A, it's a rough hangover. And uh, us hmm. Crosleys, me and my brother, we're stinky when we drink. And so the next, I can stink like Sierra Nevada for like a, two days after I get Daniel's face just showed it all. <laughs> is this your yeast, Chris? In this beer, um, they they do their own work. Oh, okay, got yeah. their own yeast. Yeah. What else? Any other flavors you can pick out in there, Doc or John? Do you want to talk about? Let the listeners know what's on their tongue. Hmm. Kind of a, like a sweetness up front. You know, it's pretty malty. Yeah. Finishes relatively dry. Yeah. Um, it's very quaffable. Easy to drink. Anybody know about the malt bill that's on this thing? No, but I would guess it was probably just a bunch of two row. And it's a little bit of Crystal 15. And some Crystal 15. Yeah? Yeah, and this Cascade all the way through. Okay. All right. You do some differences on the draft in the in the bottle version. They use more Crystal in the draft, so it's a little darker. Is that what it is? We've talked about that lightly really? before, trying to, because everyone says that the bottle and the keg are different. It's the Crystal, yeah. huh? Yeah, and uh, it's just something they've done since the beginning of Sierra Nevada, and they've, they've continued to do it. It's kind of difficult to... Make two different beers like that, but they they still do it. That is weird. So why would they do that? It's different when in, in the bottle, a bottle pack pra- package and, and a kegged package product is. Yeah, there's, there's differences in them. Right. 
But not everybody I don't know does why they that. Started it, like but. most people don't do it. And some places we've had in here will even say, "Hey, we don't bottle because we've not gotten the science of bottling down yet." And so when when you know our, the customers get our bottled beer, it's not going to be like our beer. So we don't want to do it. Hmm. You know, I can't think of another brewery that does do a different recipe for a draft. For Is that right? It can taste different just yeah. because it's draft. But yeah, I can't, I can't think of anybody else. You know, and it does taste different, but I I could sometimes just equate that to being the difference between a draft beer and a bottled beer. All draft right. beer mm-hmm. tastes different than bottled beer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's interesting that they just changed the recipe to do that. Pilsner and Krell. You know what? I, that's that's a whole topic oh, yeah. of discussion just to right talk there. to them about it. You know, get those guys in here. Just fresher. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. There's your Sierra Nevada. If you got any other questions about it, uh, feel free to send them to Danielle in the chat room there. We'll answer it. It's actually a pretty simple beer. Yeah. To do. Uh, to brew? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's just you got to be right on with, with all your techniques just to get it. It's, it doesn't leave a lot of room for messing up. Gotcha. Got to nail it down. Mm-hmm. So what, can you just convert the recipe into pro mash and, and, and as long as you, you can get that? You can get pretty close. Uh, you just got to watch fermentation temperatures because you don't want it to get too fruity. You can get it really fruity real easy. What would you recommend as a fermentation? T- it's like Cal it, Ale yeast, right? Yeah. I like okay. it low. 66, 65. About it's you, It takes a little longer. 68. Okay. It's 5.6% alcohol. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was stronger than that. 5.6 is good, but I thought, I thought it was around the 6.5. I didn't think thing, it was. I mean, it's so smooth. I didn't think it was that much. Ah. I think their Celebration is the stronger one. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Hmm. Celebration is good. I like that beer. All right. Hey, Chris White's on the phone from Chris Labs. And uh, what's the book that you've got out, John's been reading here, Chris? It's a... Oh, Fungus Among Us. Oh, that's right. The Fungus Among Us book. Yeah. John was telling me, John, you're telling me it's pretty readable so that idiots it's like easier, me can yeah. get into that, too. I, me, too. I'm an idiot, so there's no problem. <laughs> you get right into that <laughs> yeah. thing, huh? It's like... Yeah, that's like, an old book, one I did about 10 years ago, Just, but it's kind of a fun little East Culturing book. Okay. It's All a good right. introduction. You got books out uh, in the meantime, or is that your only one? No, that's the only one. A lot of other articles, but uh, okay. my brother and I are working on another book. Okay. Oh, you guys get along, like huh? Like a tell-all book? Or? Oh, very they, well. They live 500 miles apart. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, me and my brother get along great, too. He's in New York. <laughs> we talk every day, though. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's good. Hey, how long you guys been doing the White Labs thing? I started in 95, so just about 10 years, a little over 10 years. And what'd you do before that? I was a graduate student at UCSD, UC San Diego, uh, but I got interested in fermentation at UC Davis. Well, I okay. went for an undergrad. Gotcha. Took some brewing classes and got excited about beer there. Okay. And then, but you didn't go the beer route. You went the yeast route, which is, which is I think, which is interesting. I, I guess you maybe found a need and and went for that, or you just did. Did he brew? You know, did you plan on being a brewer instead? Well, I was in science. I was in biochemistry at Davis and in San Diego, and so I was more interested in the lab aspects. But I was really excited about beer. I started home brewing when I was at Davis. And um, I, I never really thought of beer as a career until I started working with yeast in graduate school and started making yeast for some local brewers in San Diego. That was the early 90s okay. when people like Pizza Port and Stone and Alesmith were just getting going. So I met them, and I started making yeast for them wow. gotcha. as, as a graduate student. I got gotcha. you. Selling yeast out of the back of your car. <laughs> it was. It uh, <laughs> You're a yeast pusher. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what you are, Chris. You're a glorified yeah. yeast pusher. That's awesome. It was though. kind of strange then. It was all cash. <laughs> oh, <really>? oh, <laughs> yeah. That is strange. People showing up with briefcases of yeast cash. 
<laughs> they were, especially as some of the breweries started to grow, they would send their driver over and they'd say, okay, you get to here, you make a phone call, you have the cash, you make the transfer, and you get <laughs> Yeah. And so it was kind of strange then. Man, that's great. You're lucky that... It was just beer money. Yeah, it's all beer money, right? Yeah. But that was the early 90s before I actually started White Labs. That's just when I was playing around with the idea. Okay. Wow. Hey, I got a question from the chat room for you. Okay. Uh, how long do I leave a Y.E. smack pack after smacking it? My um, I'm joking, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it actually was sent to me from the chat room, though. <laughs> they, oh, okay. They'd like to screw with our listeners and yeah. our. I think and, a day, right? Yeah, yeah, a day. No, right. For, no, forever, and then go get a vial. Yeah. <laughs> I know you wanted me to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Keep but smacking it. How about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I had to throw that in there. It was sent to me okay. from our listeners. My bad. You can expect more. Um, all right. So you guys been doing it since '95, then, and uh, how have you guys grown? I'm I'm curious because I would imagine you know some some feeble starts have grown into a pretty big deal now. Yeah, I mean we it grew kind of slowly over the first few years. Uh, Weiss was was really strong, and um, I thought that from what we did in San Diego, we'd grow really fast. But it didn't really happen like that. Once I started selling yeast in other parts of the country, you know, it, it went. It went fairly slow, so I'd say the first three or four years were, were kind of slow, and then we've grown really fast since '98 when we uh, built a new facility that we're still in uh, today. Okay, uh, but we've been expanding every year quite a bit. Where are you guys located? We're in San Diego, in um, right near the uh, Miramar uh, Air Station. It used to be the Navy. Top yeah. Gun. Oh yeah, oh. station, but now it's a Marines. Good old Top there. Gun. So lots of helicopters flying overhead. Nice. That's amusing at lunchtime. Yeah, I mean, you can, we have a balcony out uh, on, the, on the second floor, and uh, sometimes you're talking on the phone, you can't hear other people. Just <laughs> the noise of those helicopters. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> you know, they, they, they think I'm on the road somewhere driving, and that's just yeah. They're like, hey, are you like making your yeast in Iraq or what, buddy? Turn right. the volume down. <laughs> Right. That's cool. Hey, are you guys the first to do the vial of yeast then? Is that your thing? Yes. Uh, y yeast was the first to have m- different types of strains available to the home brewer in a kind of a uh, that smaller pack, and then we did a larger uh, vial with yeast for five gallons of beer. Okay. Um, yeah. What and, did, and what was the purpose of, yeah. of moving on to that? Instead, you know, why didn't you just say, "Hey, we can do the same thing"? Why yeast? You know, what was the deal there? And what's stored in it too? Like the, what preserves yeast? Well, it's true, and it's one of the things I was thinking about when starting White Labs. It would have been uh, sort of easier to do the same, but um, you had to wait that day for it to to, to incubate, and then yeah. Uh, so I, I just wanted to make something that homebrewers could use that same day. Okay. Go into a homebrew store, and uh, if it was a Saturday or Sunday, and brew beer. Right. Because also some people I met in San Diego had a homebrew store, and that was one of the things that they said homebrewers were coming in and and wanted to be able to brew the same day they were buying the ingredients. Yeah, especially in California. We're impatient bastards. <laughs> right. You know, waiting overnight, forget it. Yeah. You know? So, are so we... But, but it was a technically, uh, to grow it, to grow that much more yeast, if, if you say you're going to grow tenfold more yeast, yeah, it is quite a bit a bigger step. It's not just a, or one step difference. It's um, it's a lot bigger production to try to grow that much more yeast. Okay, all right. Well, so, so with that said, a- you know, on the principle of jumping into being able to to pitch it that day, 
what's your opinion about doing a yeast starter? Uh, a lot of us here, all of us here in the studio, and uh, uh, some of our listeners since we've been talking about it, we do a yeast starter, and, and you can still do it the day of. We'll take your vials and you know pitch it into to some wort and leave it for six or so hours till it's really moving. What are your thoughts about that? Necessary? Is it harmful? Good? What do you got there? Well, I think a, a starter is never a bad idea. Okay. Um, if, if you want to do it, if you're comfortable working with yeast, you're going to get metabolism started faster. You're not going to get necessarily yeast growth, but you're going to, the metabolism is really what's going to get started in yeast, and, and they're going to take off in the beer faster. They're going to be more acclimated. Uh, yeast goes into a little bit of hibernation when it's sitting in a tube, in a fridge, um, and gets shipped. So we designed it so you don't have to. And, uh, you know, I don't know the percentage. I estimate 90% of the people who buy our yeast don't make starters. Right. Uh, that's just the number I use. And, and talking to people, I could be hit off by, by a factor of 10 or whatever. But yeah. um, most people don't. Okay. But it, so we give them something that they don't have to, and, and they've got fermentation going within 12 hours. Basically, you brew at night. Yeah. It's going by the morning. But if you... You're, a lot of homebrew are bigger beers, Belgian beers, uh, lager beers. And so if you're comfortable making starters, it allows you to make a lot of different styles. It allows you to make sure fermentation always gets started yeah. when you want it to get started. And it almost proves the yeast, too. Okay. So so it's a good thing. You know, I'm really curious because you, you mentioned at the beginning there that you, you won't get more yeast cells out of it. You won't get yeast multiplication. You'll just get active yeast. Uh, right. I'm, talk to me about that because uh, if I remember right, our main proponent, so. our main proponent of of the yeast starter, Jamil and John, uh, are talking about one of the best reasons to do a starter is to multiply the yeast and to be putting more uh, healthy yeast in there. But maybe you're saying that's right. not even the case. It's just, just not in six well, hours. Well, to get buds actually made, to get new yeast made, yeah, you need a lot of sugar there. So, for example, if you take one of our vials and put it into a pint starter or 500 mil starter um, there is so much yeast there to the amount of sugar that the yeast take that sugar in very quickly but then they run out of it very quickly so they don't really have enough there to multiply into new cells okay so they they take in the sugar they they, they do some metabolism but you don't see a big increase in cell count or even uh, you don't see any you don't see the foam started some people ask us that why don't you see um, uh, it doesn't look like anything happened because they never get to that anaerobic uh, stage where they start making CO2 because they run out of sugar so quick. Um, uh, you really, to get much yeast growth from one of our vials, you need to be in about two liters. And then you start getting some growth. Okay, that's you what get we... some buds, but... Okay. Now that that's what we say because now now uh, now you're going along with what Jamil and John say too because Jamil always said we usually we say uh, either a one liter or a two liter starter depending oh, okay. on the beer so yeah that is okay. what we're talking about so you're saying okay. that that it would be enough sugar then to get yeast growth yeah you start getting some growth okay um, you know in a beer for example you grow fivefold but in a starter if you put a vial into two liters you may you get about one doubling. Does time have anything to do with it? Say we leave it overnight, would that change that? Or, uh, well, overnight we'll get that. You know, overnight we'll get that doubling. Anything okay. under that, it's not really going to get it. Oh, okay. 
Oh, see, that's interesting because mm-hmm. that means when because I always do the day of, and that means oh, okay. really all I'm doing is waking my yeast yeah, up. I'm not. Yeah, you're just activating it. You're okay. just, uh, you know, you're you're getting it into uh, fermentation mode. Gotcha. Um, and you're going to you're you're going to generate some new cells. Okay. But but not that many. So you'd recommend doing it the night before then. I would. Okay. All right. That's interesting. If, if you want to grow the number of cells, yeah. What is the yeast viability in your in your vials? Well, or the percentage we of? say it's uh, over 95%. When we package it, it's over 99%. Um, and, and most of the times you're using it, it's um, uh, it's going to be in the 90 percentile uh, range. Um, it's after a month, uh, so for example, for a brewery, if they collect yeast and they put it into a different tank, after about a month, it's about 50% viable, about half dead. Wow. And in ours, in those, by growing the lab, by growing it uh, in oxygen and, and packaging it with nutrients, uh, you're still in that uh, 90%, low, 90, low 90s, high 80s after a month. Okay. Viability. So it's more just a fact of more dormant yeast gotcha. to get going than it is dead yeast. I got two questions from our listeners for you, kind of all along the same lines here. Um, one is that in BYO, Brew Your Own Magazine, it was mentioned that you've upped the cell count in your vials. Um, mm-hmm. And this person says they've also heard this before on uh, through their local homebrew shop. Can you confirm that? And, you know, if so, how much is actually there now? Yes, we sort of did it quietly uh, because we just wanted to see what we could package into that uh, same container we were using and, and to be able to not go to a different container. Okay. Because more yeast itself would be more cost. A new container would be more cost. But we wanted to do something at the same cost and try to max out what we were putting in that same container. Nice. Um, so we we upped it to the point where we could have an average of a... 100 billion cells in a, in a vial. So that's where you guys are at now? Yeah. On average? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I, you know, I hadn't thought about that. When, when I first started talking about the yeast, the cell count in those vials, I guess it's obvious, but I'm slow. I just hadn't <laughs> thought about the fact that you can only cram so much in there, right? you got to put all the nutrients in there for them to survive and to preserve. Right. And you can't just stuff a bunch of new cells in there willy-nilly and expect them to do anything. Exactly, because you still have to keep the viability strong. And we have been, uh, in all our literature for a long time, said 30 to 60 billion, even though they were more between 60 and 80 billion. Okay. But we always just had that lower number printed. Um, and so it, it was more of a difference of going to 80, you know, about 70 to 100 instead of, it wasn't going from 30 to 100 because we were already around 60, 70, 80 hmm. billion. Okay. What are, what uh, nutrients? We just always had the lower number printed. Gotcha. What nutrients do you actually put in your vials to keep your yeast healthy? As far as like um, a homebrew shop receiving it, or for that matter, um, a homebrewer knowing that they're going to get healthy yeast if it was shipped to them seven days later. Yeah, um, a little bit of nitrogen, um, some uh, phos- uh, phosphate's important mm-hmm. uh, for yeast stability, uh, and zinc. Uh, and kind of combination of other minerals, but the minerals and the amino acids. You don't want too much amino acids because then um, uh, it, it could be unstable, actually. So it's just the, you have to have the right amount of amino acids and nitrogen hmm. um, just for um, 
It's a, it's actually a very low number, but above okay. zero. Oh, right. Uh, okay. It's good to know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Another question here. Now, we kind of addressed this. It has to do with the starter and, and you saying, you know, the, the intention of the vial was to be able to pitch the same day. The question comes through as, uh, do you intend on manufacturing a pitchable amount of yeast right from the factory instead of homebrewers having to build a starter? I know you kind of said you you know you don't really think you have to build a starter. What do you? What do you no, think? you don't have to build a starter. Okay. Uh, I was just saying that, um, you know, for people who want to, you, you, it's it, um, you know, you, it it's it's never it doesn't hurt. There's no negative things happening right. with that. Okay. Right. But it was it was uh, you know pitchable for the five gallons before increasing before you even upped it as we did recently. So gotcha. Uh, it's, what we've done in the last few months, um, uh, about to start about four or five months ago, um, it'd be even less of a reason to make a starter. But um, I just feel that if you, if you like to make a starter, it doesn't um, hurt anything. Okay. I got a question for some new brewers because I know that I, I made this mistake, although I'm not positive it was a mistake now, and that's why I want to ask you about it. Uh, I know that you're supposed to store your vials in the fridge until, say, maybe the night before you're going to pitch it. Would that does that sound right about storage? Correct. Okay, so how long can it last out of the fridge? When I got my first beer kit, uh, it, it was a gift to me, and I didn't know I, I didn't know I was supposed to put my hops in the fridge and uh, anything else, and I left it out for probably two weeks before I was ready to brew. And then I looked at that vial and said, "Man, I I wonder if this thing's any good." And I actually went and traded it in. How long can that sucker last outside of the fridge? It does depend a little bit on the temperature that it's sitting outside at. If it's, um, say, under 70 degrees Fahrenheit, it's going to survive for a while. Yeast are pretty hardy. Um, once they get over 90 degrees Fahrenheit, they don't survive very well. So if you're in a hot environment, um, it wouldn't survive more than a couple of days, uh, between 90 and 100 degrees. But if you're under 70, you could still survive a week or so. Um, uh, you know, two weeks, your yeast wasn't in good condition, but... They actually survive surprisingly well at room temperature. Uh, but what happens is in that vial, they can also create some gas because, say, if uh-huh. it was 70 degrees, the yeast in there would be feeding on nitrogen and, and, and stuff released by some other cells. Gotcha. So they would be creating some gas, and then that gas itself would start killing them. Can you get autolysis and mutation going on in there, too, if they start doing not that? Not too much mutation because there's just not too many new cells created. Okay. But... Uh, Autolysis, yes. Gotcha. All right. And then the yeast start feeding on that autolysis. Okay. Uh, and that happens even in some uh, tubes vials that are that are kept cold. They'll be they'll create some gas. So I always recommend that homebrewers uh, take the yeast out when you first take it out of the fridge. Kind of crack the top, and then as it's warming up, crack that you know open that top once in a while to release gas that's starting to come out of solution as it's warming up. Okay. That's a good idea. I've had that thing burst on me. Yeah, me too. Open it, yeah. you know, I'm talking, open it, and it really is like opening up a shaking can yeah. of soda. It spills everywhere. Right. Like, well, right. If you just bent it a few times and it's warming up, that won't happen. Okay. Oh, that's a good idea. Just keep it, because you can still kind of tighten and seal it again. Just bend yeah, it a exactly. Little. Okay. Good idea. All right. I've got more starter questions for you, but I'm going to hold them off maybe till the end of our conversation, because okay. um, I want to talk about some of your products. Um, people are sending in questions about those. For example, uh, do you guys have a, a Daniela? You, you know, I always pronounce it wrong. Uh, can you want to do that question? Oh, okay. Thank you. Oh, wait, let me turn you on. There you go. 
Chris, the question is, do you have a Weinstefan Weiss clone? And if not, are you planning on creating one? Um, yes, the, the, the 300, WLP 300 hepatitis yeast is, uh, is, is kind of what people talk about as Weinstefan, uh, hepatitis, or, uh, the Weizen. It's a clone of that, okay. Yeah, the, the, um, there's, there's two main strains that Weinstefan sells, and it's, the one is the Weiss yeast, and the, the other is their lager strain. Okay. 3470. Uh, so it's 300 and 3470, is that what you said? Well, I mean, uh, 300 is the hepatitis and yeast. Okay. And then um, the the other, the only other strain they really sell much of is a is a lager strain. Okay. Which would be comparable to our German lager, 830. So when you guys do clones of you know different companies' yeast like that, you know, popular beers and whatnot, I know you don't say, hey, this is our Weinstefan clone and, and whatnot, and promote it that way. But how do you do a clone? Do you start fresh and, and look at it chemically and make your own yeast that way, or are you taking some of their yeast and reproducing it? Well, every strain's a little bit different. Um, most of the strains have come from Europe, okay. from either Munich or um, uh, Denmark or, or England, okay. and uh, we'll bank the strains. And some, some do come from breweries, but most of them are from different yeast banks. Some can... Correspond to popular breweries that people know of, and some don't. Okay. Um, is it like music, uh, where you got to pay royalties once you start selling someone's yeast strain? Well, that's why we don't say the name of the brewery. Gotcha. Not only for that, but also for you know, if you said, okay, this is Chimay yeast or or somebody somebody else's yeast, it doesn't necessarily mean that's at all that that's the beer you're going to be able to pre- reproduce. So it's almost it's also sort of not fair to the the brewer's expectations. Yeah, of yeah. what they're going to get. Yeah, that's true. Um, but but it's more about the brewery itself. That the, their name is trademarked. Their their brands. Um, so um, right, uh, we do pay royalties on certain yeast strains, and we still can't say. Oh, okay. What those, but where they actually come from? See, that's interesting because you know what in in the medical world, like there's a debate going on about whether or not you can uh, copyright. Genomes and, and, and certain things in biology because as they find out more and more, doctors want to say or scientists want to say, hey, I'm the one who found this, this particular genome and should I be able to copyright it or not? Well, to me, right. yeast is a biological thing going right. on too and it's interesting that they can have a copyright on yeast. They really can't. Uh, brewer strains are not genetically uh, manipulated. Okay. Um, and so once you put it in a package, you put it on the market, it's kind of a... Free, free territory. Uh, All right. There's a legal name for that. But so the, the royalties we pay, we sort of choose to pay to work with certain people. Gotcha. So how many strains are in your yeast bank right now? All the ones that we can't uh, have. <laughs> there's a lot. Uh, I mean, it's it's somewhere around 400, um, maybe maybe over that, actually. But most of those are privately banked strains. A lot of breweries will bank their yeast with us. Some never buy them. Uh, some just bank their strains, and, and so they'll have a backup source eventually, and some buy weekly. Wow. Uh, so it sort of depends. But most of the strains we we work with are privately banked strains, and that's where the, the, the majority of the yeast in our bank comes from. Okay. When, and then they pay for the, that maintenance every year as well. I got a question specifically about a yeast we might not be able to get. Is the uh, WLP540, which I guess is the Rockford, is that right? Uh, WLP 540, is that only sold to commercial brewers and not to home brewers? Do you know what I'm talking about there? 
Yes, I think so. Uh, the uh, I don't know if we included that in the platinum or not. Okay. Uh, maybe Jonathan knows. John, you know anything about the five four? You guys don't sell it at more beer there. Rawford, not that I know. Of, no. You don't. Mm. What would it be for? What's that yeast for? It's, yeah, it's one of the Belgian strains. All oh, the five hundred okay. cherries. They're all the okay. How many Belgian strains do you guys sell there, John? Well, we have Abbey, Trappist, Belgian Ale, those three. Okay. And then we have the Bastogne yeast now. How many do you have, Chris, altogether, do you know, approximately? Uh, A lot. Uh, (laughs) It's it's a big percentage. uh. Okay. Um, no, I'm not sure exactly how many, but um, it's 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 the thing. It, it, Belgian strains are something that a lot of people will bank because they get something unusual or interesting, or work with a strain for a while that changes. Yeah. Or changes in barrels. Um, hmm. uh, it's also something we'd like to release some more of. Hmm. Okay. More Belgian type strains. Change as in mutation. Yeah, as breweries use the Belgian strains in in pretty aggressive beers, um, they kind of force some natural selection uh, and select yeast that they think uh, is tasting better. It could be, again, originating from um, the Abbey or the Belgian Ale yeast or something else that we sell, and, and then they feel it changes enough and they, they want to save it as their own. Right. Okay. Is, and, that, is that a result it, of a generation? Like they're repitching it so it mutates and it grows? Correct. Oh, yeah. okay. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Back to the uh, how long will it survive in that vial real quick. question from our listener says, uh, you know, a lot of people order from from homebrew shops online, and, and maybe they live on the other side of the country. And so, uh, you know, will a yeast vial survive on a trip back to the East Coast, say from the West Coast, where, where more beer is, you know, in, in the summer months? So by the time they get that uh, little White Labs vial, how's, how do you think that thing's doing? And, and I know that most of these guys ship ground. So you're talking about anywhere from seven to ten business days, right? Yeah, you know, what do you think about it? That? Really does. Again, the yeast is is so hardy, and there's so much of it with high viability that uh, they uh, and the tube itself is fairly well insulated with a lot of plastic that uh, they actually survive really well in shipping. Um, and we get these to the stores within the next day or two. Okay. And then they ship them out. But we also then ship those same tubes internationally, uh, whether it's Australia or Europe or elsewhere. And and then... Um, uh, and you don't cold pack them when you do that? We do. Oh, yeah. okay, you do. Yeah, gotcha. we cold pack. We cold pack everything to the stores. Yeah. And then the stores sometimes cold pack, sometimes not. From right. Sh- stores charge for that. Some don't. Um, some don't even offer it. So it, it really it runs the gamut. But we cold-pack everything we send out of White Labs, yeah. Okay. And I got a shipment uh, from Northern Brewer. They had cold-packed. I know that. They cold-packed their yeast for me. Okay. Wow. That was pretty nice. Yeah. That was free, yeah. too. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, you didn't, they didn't pay for that? Sweet. No. Yeah, that was a good thing. Yeah. We're on the phone with Chris White from White Labs, uh, of course, one of the uh, biggest and best yeast companies out there. They specialize in the vials of yeast that you can get, all sorts of different strains. California ale yeast is my favorite because uh, I don't pay attention to my beer after I put it in the fermenter, and the Cal ale yeast is really nice to it when I do that and leave it alone. Um, 
Daniela, what do you got? Jamil running the questions in the in the chat room there, or what? Because I got a bu- I know these questions are coming from Jamil. There's only actually there is only one single one that came from Jamil. The rest oh, really? is really from our listeners. Okay, that's good to know. All right, good. I just the way they're set up for you, Chris. These que- I'm I'm lining them up in front of me. These questions I'm getting, and uh, okay. there's a theme that goes to this show sometimes between John and uh, Jamil Zainashef. I don't know if you know the man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know. I've met a couple times. Okay. Uh, uh, they talk about uh, cold pitching as opposed to warm pitching. All right. And okay. uh, you know, in regards to temperature of the wort uh, with loggers. And uh, John's all about pitching warm because he feels that it helps his yeast uh, wake up and get going. Which I cool after 12 hours. Which he cools right away. Whereas Jamil is, uh, you know, he holds to the theory that you should pitch. At the same temperature that you're going to ferment, so as not to, uh, you know, make your yeast uh, do anything that they're not going to do when, you know, when you got them fermenting. So, uh, what, what's your take on those two things? Actually, I love this topic too. I think there's uh, lots of different ways to do these things. Uh, and Vine Stefan, different universities have gone different ways at, at different times too. Vine Stefan at one point talked about warm pitching. Now they talk about cold pitching. So it does vary and. Uh, and, and different brewers will have different opinions. Uh, as a yeast person, I prefer warm because I'd like you to make sure things are working on a fermentation standpoint first. Whether it's a high gravity beer or a lager beer, um, uh, have a good fermentation. Okay. Uh, no matter if you have a, uh, the largest starter or the smallest starter, uh, or whatever you have in terms of yeast. Um, I just like, to verify fermentation is working appropriately uh, because uh, there can be fermentation uh, temperature variations. Even when you pitch, say, then you're, you're in a basement or you're just in your house, it drops another 10 degrees a night. Sometimes there's variations that happen that uh, I, I like to confirm fermentation is going on. Uh, and in the beginning of fermentation, or as the yeast is growing up, there's not a lot of uh, substrates that turn into fusel alcohols and esters. So you do have a little window there of 10 to 12 hours, depending, could be five hours, depending on your beer and your pitching rate and so on, before you get esters and fusel alcohols. Let me tell you, you are making Johnny Five O smile quite a bit over here. He's like, he's been wanting to be right about his, uh, about his pitching warm thing. It's not necessarily being right. (laughs) If you're a home brewer and you don't have temperature control and lager temps, it's good to pitch warm so you can get your yeast growing. And acclimated, so. Right. We're if you're talk- an experienced brewer and you're really good working with different yeast strains and different pitching rates and different kind of uh, conditions, then go ahead and experiment on that way. But um, if you're not sure what different strains you're going to do and, and you're new to brewing, uh, playing with fermentation temperature can be can be really tricky. Yeah. Well, we're talking yeah. about uh, loggers, too. Right? Yeah. You know, pitching, Which makes it even trickier, Pitching right? at 16... And then getting it down, you know, yeah. into you know, 48 or so. I like well, Chris's I- approach that he's answering in terms of, you know, when he says, look, sometimes your house is going to warm up, sometimes it's going to cool down. And he's got this really realistic approach to answering the question as far as home brewing, which is me too. Like, I don't have a cooled fermenter. I can put it in a bucket of water and do my best to, to, to control that. A lot of us out there don't have the fully controlled fermenters. So I, I don't know. I'm just saying I, I appreciate the answer in terms of that kind of reality, that mm-hmm. a lot of home brewers don't have this, this level of equipment. Well, this, this debate came up with loggers 
especially in yeah. most people that are doing loggers, have the capability. They've got a target temperature of, say, 48 or 50 that they're going to go for. And that's what the debate came up. When do you pitch in the yeast? Then do you bring it down to 48 or do you pitch it at 48? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think, uh, you know, there's there's two issues there with loggers um, that a lot of homebrew lager beer is made say even if you can control the fermentation temperature you've got a lot of refrigeration for a small amount of beer where a typical brewery fermenter is going to be a lot of beer with some cooling bands mm-hmm. um, and I think that um, refrigeration makes a little bit of difference where if you if you have your five gallon fermenter in a uh, fridge that puts on a lot of cooling you can have a, a, a bigger degree of change than you can in a, in a 60 barrel fermenter that has some cooling bands on the outside they're going to more subtly change that temperature and keep it within a, a few more degree, a, a lower range of difference. Okay. Uh, so I think that can. So you're basically talking. Yeah, you're basically talking about not letting the temperature fluctuate a lot. Exactly. The temperature yeah. fluctuates a lot. Yeast will be affected unless you have a lot of yeast in there. So if you want to pitch, if you have a 50 degree lager, um, you're really going to get very little cell growth out of that because the that that yeast at 50 degrees will ferment well and and do anaerobic fermentation, but it's not going to grow very well. So you're going to kind of have to miss that growth phase. Yeah. Instead of five-fold growth, you may only get two-fold growth at 50 degrees. Gotcha. So you have to pitch that much more yeast to compensate for that growth. So if okay. you want to pitch at 50 degrees, you have to be comfortable with pitching yeast to only get two-fold growth instead of five-fold growth. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to pitch three or four times more yeast. Now, in Jamil's defense, that's what Jamil that. says all yeah. the time when he when he talks about why you don't have to pitch warm. He mm-hmm. says, "Hey, if you pitch enough yeast, you don't have to worry about it. You can yeah, pitch right. it at fermentation temperature because you're throwing enough yeast in there." And how about, right. how about yeah, that's true, Chris? Okay. How about yeast shock when you're going from your uh, your starter temperature? Uh, should you get your starter temperature down to, let's say you're going to pitch cold. You're going to, you got a big starter, you're going to pitch it at 48 or 50. Uh, do you take the starter temperature down or do you just pitch it in? You'd like to get the starter temperature down, but you don't have to until kind of late in the, in the, uh, in the starter. Um, and it works without taking it down, but, uh, if you're going to pitch a very large starter, uh, you'd like to start acclimating that about a degree an hour. Uh, until the time you pitch, and that's just an average. It can be twenty degrees in ten hours, but mm, okay. Uh, but by the time you pitch, um, it, it's good to have it already at that fermentation temperature. I, I had a question here about thermal shock. Is that yeah, what yeah. you guys are uh-huh. referring to? Yeah. Same yeah. thing. Okay, Correct. gotcha. Because what happens is yeast. Um, if you just take a, a, a batch of yeast and you put it in a cold condition, yeah. they think it's survival time. Okay, so we're not going to grow. We're going to survive, and they start uh, reproducing. Uh, they start making some proteins to uh, make their cell walls stronger. Okay, to survive that cold temperature. Gotcha. So by by slowly changing it and almost fooling the yeast so they don't know the temperature changed, uh, you're 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 preventing that different kind of um, uh, um, the shock uh, thermal exactly yeah. Yeah. the reacti- the yeah the reactivity you're, you're you're stopping that kind of reaction where because you want yeast to still ferment you want them to grow even at those cold temperatures right. uh, or fermentation not survival right you know it's interesting I don't remember if Jamil said that he uh, 
actually gets his pitch down to the proper temperature or does. just gets his wort to the proper temperature, to fermentation right. temperature. John, you're saying I, you I think he actually he gets his yeah. pitch there too? He's, yeah, he's Jamil. He's Jamil. <laughs> <laughs> he got it. He's, a, he's like that. So and he probably even, gets some both. Uh, different German breweries will do the same thing. Some will get down to fermentation temperature, some won't. Most okay. go to fermentation temperature. Interesting. Um, and they know they need a tremendous amount of yeast in order to do that. I mean, um, uh, Polliner, which is a fairly small lager brewery, you know, with their lager beers, they still have two 1,000 barrel propagators just for lager yeast. Thousand barrel propagators are very large, but that's they they, they need so much lager yeast to start their fermentations consistently at low temperatures. Right, thousand gotcha. barrels—that's a big. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, and to ahead. propagate their hefeweizen yeast, though, it's some small tanks in the back. They don't matter. They don't need much for hefeweizen. Right, that's the that's the thinking. It's a strong yeast. Okay, how about some questions about? Uh, Repitching yeast. I know where it's not uh, White Labs deal, but you're the yeast expert. So, would you mind talking about that? Oh, sure. I mean, that's how brewers use yeast, right? Uh, I mean, they have since we uh, one. I read at one point that uh, the thinking is that about the 12th century brewers started reusing yeast. Okay, and um, I'm not sure where, how they came up with that, but brewers have been reusing yeast for a long time. So, right. Okay. Well, some of the questions I have are, are they are specifically to your yeast anyway. Uh, for okay. example, uh, someone wants to know, uh, how your yeast did, uh, when it was repitched in another batch of the same beer, for example. Mm-hmm. And then with that, I'd like to follow up with, a, you know, in the, in a different beer, you know, same yeast, but a different beer, if you could answer those for us. Um, well, so, whether you repitch into the same beer or different beers, that, doesn't have too much of an effect as long as the yeast is uh, in good condition. Okay. A lot of times homebrewers have a, a more of a trouble of, of, of repitching yeast just because their breweries aren't built same sanitary conditions that some professional brewers are built. Uh, they're storing their yeast in refrigerators or brewing in the kitchen that has mold and bacteria. And, and, so, and, and they're not brewing as often as a commercial brewery. So a homebrewer can have some more limitations, but they can still they can definitely pull it off, and you have some very active homebrewers out there. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, so uh, the more often you brew, the healthier that yeast is going to stay. Oh, okay. Every time you refrigerate it, um, it, it, it's additive. If, if you Even if you say, okay, I'm only going to hold it two weeks, but if you hold it two weeks every time, right. the health of that yeast really starts dying off. Now, I was having that conversation with my brother because he's just started to brew, and I was telling him about the vial, and I said, hey, put the vial in your fridge until the night before you're going to brew. And he was like, well, why why would I want to do that? And I was explaining to him, and then he started getting into this repitching thing. He said, you know, aren't I going to repitch anyway? And I said, well, are you going to brew You know, a couple of days after you take it out of your fermenter again? Or are you going to wait three weeks before you brew again? And it was just kind of a conversation of, well, what's the difference if I do? And I said, you know, well, you can't just leave the yeast sitting on the counter for three weeks no, while you're waiting no. to repitch. Yeah, you know, and no. you, you, it's the the fact is that you got to take care of that. I I'm glad that you're saying uh, you can reuse it as much as you want, but every time you refrigerate it, you're you're putting it in a position that's maybe not the best position for it. Right. You know. Yeah. You're you're putting in some stress. Um, and uh, also, bacteria and wild yeast can sometimes multiply to the exp- because as yeast die in that you're storing, again that releases some nitrogen and other cellular components that other organisms can feed on. Right. And so you might 
put some yeast in there that doesn't have a lot of bacteria, for example, um, and it could be Acetobacter or something that it's going to be a little vinegary, uh, and then it, it can actually kind of grow a little bit in, in storage. I mean, no bacteria grows really well in the refrigerator, so that's why in a refrigerator can really help you. Okay. But there could be some growth. All right, a little more in-depth in the repitching um a question from a listener is relative to saving and repitching yeast. What do you think about homebrewers using lysosome? Lysozyme? Lysozyme. Yeah. Lysozyme. Think lysozyme. Is it helpful uh, or harmful? What is lysozyme? Well, it says here that it's a it's a bacteria. It, it may be a, a bacteria killer. Yeah, lysozyme can kill some bacteria, and um, it, it's growing in popularity in the wine industry. Uh, the wine industry has a lot can have some more trouble because they don't have a boil. So uh, what, if you can't boil, that that's the brewer's big sanitation step. Okay. Uh, boiling that wort, killing off most living organisms. Um, and so since wineries can't do that, they crush the grapes and then they start fermentation. Um, they have a little bit uh, more trouble sometimes with the microbiology and the stability of the package. Okay. So lysozyme has been becoming more and more popular for wineries, it's not that it won't do the same thing in beer, but breweries really don't need it. Okay. And you shouldn't need to use it even in, in yeast storage because you should have the right sanitary conditions. Um, gotcha. And so co- among commercial breweries, it's, uh, it's almost non-existent as far as I know. Okay. Uh, but I know some home brewers are playing with it, and there's nothing really wrong with it except it shouldn't really be necessary. Okay. But am I, it's probably not going to hurt anything in there. No. Okay. No. Um, how about, uh, I don't know if you'd be able to do it, uh, we weren't able to get a, a kind of a rundown to prep you for this stuff, uh, but I wonder if you could give sort of a basic and quick rundown of how to, how to best get your yeast out of, you know, your, your prior batch and, and save that and store it for the next batch. Do you got any techniques for us for that? Well, I mean, it, it's, say you're in a five-gallon fermentation, a, a glass carboy. Okay, that's, that's about average, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you'd siphon off uh, off the beer, and again, you're, you're going to have protein on top of the yeast. You're going to have the yeast, so it's not the best way to do it. But um, but the only way you can really do it, if you're in this glass carboy, is, is collect off as much beer as you can. Okay. Um, stir the yeast out into suspension, and some strains like the English ale yeast or, or just other kind of flocculent English strains can be really really clumpy. So you really have to mix it pretty well with some uh, foil over the top. Okay. Okay. So you mean when you're left after you've gotten your beer off and you're left with that junk at the bottom, go ahead and shake that stuff up. Yeah. Okay. You have to shake it up real hard. Okay. Is that primary or secondary? Primary. Yeah. Uh, uh, Primary. Yeah. Okay. Always primary. Yep. Uh, Because uh, the secondary, uh, you're you're talking about cells that are flocking out much later, uh, may or may not be finishing even in the beer. So the primary yeast is your most active yeast. Sure, you're going to get some that will drop out too quick, but okay. that's a small percentage of what's actually there in the primary. Gotcha. Um, and then um, pour that into a sanitized container, um, and the, the more the better that container is, the better you're going to, you know, possibility for success. As far as, uh, like, maybe glass is better than plastic kind of thing? Exactly. Okay. Glass. If you if you could use a flame um, like a little Bunsen burner or a alcohol la- a flame uh-huh. as you pour that anytime you pour uh, material yeah. you're going to pick up what's in the air right you're pouring through the air okay so if you could use a, a flame um, 
that's going to help keep that air up out of your pore range, uh, you're going to have uh, a cleaner yeast sample. Uh, you could have somebody else hold a little flame if okay. you have two people. And uh, a little flame, a little torch, uh, does an amazing uh, difference, actually, of, of making a... a uh, of improving the air quality around the area you're working in. Interesting. That's a good idea. That's a simple idea, too. Yeah, yeah and with yeast, that's all you really need. I mean, uh, you, uh, if you're working with different types of cells, you need flow hood, laminar flow hoods. Uh, we use them, but you don't, as homebrewers, you don't really need them okay. for yeast cells. Uh, really what you need is yeast, uh, is flame sources. Gotcha. All right. Fair enough. All right, so Without then you get it into yourself. your... You have to say that, beer and flame. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you're you know, having two beers and then the flame's going on, you got to be a little careful. Oh, I can see the emails to you now, Chris. Uh, yeah. so, so I tried your little flame technique, buddy. <laughs> Thanks a My lot. My caught on fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, that email will come yeah. from me. <laughs> Maybe just uh, forget the flame and... and have a few bacteria and then use use it once. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right. So once you get you, into your jar, there, yeah. then what are we talking about? Um, well, there's a whole lot of things you could do. Uh, you can refrigerate it. Uh, then you could pour off that media. Then you could pour on some sterile water. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could because the protein layer is going to sit on top a little bit. Even in Arvaz, you notice that there's a darker layer on top. Yeah. A lot of people ask us, "Is that dead yeast?" No, that's just the protein that separates. Okay. Because we package our yeast with a certain amount of protein. A little bit of protein is good. Uh, protein and lipids, it, it helps our viability in the, in the package. Uh, and some strains, uh, like, a, again, a flocculent yeast, will separate out more from that protein. So the English ale yeast has more of a dark layer on top than the California ale yeast that will mix with that protein. Okay. And you'll see the same thing in your container that you put the yeast into, you'll see this darker layer on top. Some people feel that you want to take that out and clean and, and wash the yeast. And you can, but every time you manipulate it, you're just asking for more trouble. I gotcha. So I don't really think you need to do any of that. Okay. Uh, but if you're going to store for a while, that protein, because, uh, again, if you're pouring off a batch, can be very extensive. With right. Group, yeah, that's actually that was a question I had here. Was uh, you know if you're repitching from the primary, aren't you getting a lot of trube in there? Yes, and for what we're doing, we're not making much trube. But for what a home brewer is doing, yes, you've got a lot of trube and hops. Yeah, and if you try to hold that yeast more in a few days, that material on top of the yeast can start suffocating the yeast. Okay, so you do want to pour that off. Okay, um, so you're, you you're just waiting it for it to separate naturally and then pour off the top? Yeah, it'll separate naturally because the yeast will stick to themselves. Okay. And over a couple of days, they almost push out the protein and hops. And you'll see it sitting on top. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go ahead, John. The but yeast I, will keep flocculating, keep flocculating, keep flocculating. Kind of keep interacting with themselves and, and falling farther and farther to the bottom as their clumps get bigger and bigger. Okay. Well, how would you get a, a clean sample out of a carboy? I mean, would you pour it out? Would you use a racking can? Yeah. You'd have to, exactly, so you'd pour, take off as much beer as you can, yeah. then you'd pour off the yeast, and then you'd let that separate in a separate container, and then you'd pour off that top material. Again. Then uh, you'd add some sterile water, if you, uh, or sterile wort. Right. Um, or, you know, then you're getting some fermentation or sterile, uh, but, so most people use sterile wort, uh, sterile water at this point. Okay. Gotcha. Um, That'll help it separate again there. Okay. And let us separate again. And, and then you can put it in your fridge or what? Yeah, you put it in your fridge. Um, you'd like it to be airtight. Mm-hmm. But you need to vent it because yeast will still 
ferment on some sugars and, and some dead yeast. Even at those so refrigerated temperatures, huh? Pardon? Even at those fridge temperatures. Even at those temperatures, yeah. Okay. Yeast out of a, out of a fermentation is very active, very vivacious, and they, they want to keep fermenting. Right. They're very alive. Okay. So then once you got it in your fridge, maybe you can give me two answers here. What's the ideal time to repitch? And I realize, you know, maybe not to refrigerate at all. Um, uh, but say you have to refrigerate, you're not going to brew the next day. What's the ideal time to repitch? And then what's the max time that you can leave that in there before you repitch? Well, the ideal time, all the textbooks tell you two days, 48 hours. Okay. Uh, and you see, you see the sugar reserves, the glycogen, really dropping quickly in a couple of days, uh, even storage at re- okay. refrigerator temperature. So they're, they're trying to kind of survive off their reserves. Um, and then the max time is, uh, a lot of people have different opinions on it. Uh, I really think that if you collect a good sample of yeast, it depends how good the sample was you collected. Right. Um, a lot of, a lot of this is, what was the yeast like that you collected? Was it healthy? It's going to survive longer. Was it already kind of half dead? It's not going to survive very long. Okay. Um, so you basically, as soon as it drops out of the beer, you'd like to collect it. That's why the conical fermenters can kind of help. Because as soon as it starts falling out, you can collect it. And the, the faster you get it, once it's falling out of your beer, it's not doing anything for your beer. Yeah. The yeast still suspension is. But the yeast that's falling out, it's not. So... Uh, the faster you get it, the more alive it is, the longer it's going to store, uh, the more active it's going to be, so you have to be a little careful with it. But uh, uh, I, most good yeast you collect will be okay within about two weeks. Okay, two weeks. But That's over two weeks, you start seeing a lot of variables. What about, uh, ale? what about ales versus lagers? Lager yeast is a little more uh, sickly. Again, it'll die off a little faster. Hmm. So okay. uh, two weeks for ales. Uh, under two weeks for lager, but that could be a few days to, again, all the textbooks will say two days, never pitch over two days, but most homebrewers know that, that that's not really the case. Um, um, and the, sometimes you can repitch in a month, and, and if you if your yeast was really healthy, you, you took care of it, um, it can be okay, and you overpitch. Okay. Um, but but over sometimes over two weeks, you try to repitch, and it's completely dead. Right. Um, Sometimes uh, it it works good, but okay. Uh, Chris, you got a Saint Bernard in the back there. You got Saint Bernard choking on a, his dog food in the background <laughs> there, or is that my own dog choking on his dog food? Here? Oh yeah, that's my dad. <laughs> it's your dad? Oh, that was yeah, good. He, uh, he helped me. Uh, he's visiting. He helped me move this weekend. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Got a cold and uh, yeah. I you know I actually, worked him too hard. I say you work him to death. Yeah, <laughs> I, I knew I knew it was your dad, and the reason I, I, I was making a joke. The reason I know is because. It sounds like my dad helped you move. Because he sounds okay. exactly the same. And I was like, man, I think Chris's parents are visiting. Yeah, I, I tried to tell him not to do much, but, you know, he, <laughs> right. he wouldn't. He's he helping. keep moving the stuff. But I am feeding him some good beer tonight. That a boy. Nice. No, it's funny, actually, yeah. because I can hear that. And then also, I got my dog in the background sneezing and coughing, and it sounds like the same Farting. thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the two of them helping out our audio quality here. Great. Yeah. All right, uh, listen, i got to take a quick break. I know we told you 6 to 7. I I was wondering if we could steal another few minutes from you. Um, Sure. I I won't take much. Here's what I I got planned. I want to take a quick break, 
And then I got it just a, we can do maybe a rapid fire question thing for another five minutes when we come back, just because I got some unanswered questions here from listeners. Would that be cool? Okay. Okay. Sounds good. I'll try to make it quick. We're going to take like sure. a four minute break. I'll be right back. You're listening to Chris White on the Brewing Network here from White Labs. And, uh, I'm, ha- you know, and I'm having a good time. Me Chris too. is really giving us some good stuff here and I appreciate that. We, uh, I know that everybody here in the studio and, uh, most of, the home brewers we've had in here, if not all of them, all use the White Labs vials of yeast. Mm-hmm. It's really just a great product, um, and right from the get-go, because like he was saying earlier, you can you can pitch it's it without of, you know yeah. you can pitch it the day of, and we're an impatient bunch every now and then. Mm-hmm. So uh, I really like that. It's a good product. I know that we all use it here, and uh, I'm just I'm real happy to have you on, Chris. So uh, hang in there for just a sec. We'll be right back, and we'll finish up with Chris White from White Labs right here on the Brewing Network. We'll be right back. We're back with Chris White from White Labs. Also, our show is being sponsored today by Northern Brewer at northernbrewer.com. They're giving away a full kegging system to one of our lucky listeners. So hang in there. We're going to register two more people as soon as we're done with Chris here and uh, get you guys you know, geared up to, to win a full kegging system from Northern Brewer. And Chris is the man. Chris is doing a good job. You're doing a great job today, my friend. Thanks. I don't so, know if uh, you're like Mr. Yeah. Radio or anything, but you're doing a damn good job. I, like, oh, I always like talking about beer and yeast. So, cool. Chris, is it true that you can actually run over one of those vials with your car and it comes out okay? Yes. Uh, we did a little um, a video of that when we first went to that vial of uh, nice. one of the partners I had early on, Chris Mueller, who, who ended up buying out later, but um, of him driving over the over the vial. and uh, Because we had trouble with our other one after a couple of years it was good for a couple of years and then started leaking so we went to this one and pretty indestructible throwing against the wall running over a car it's not going to leak that's one reason we wanted to stay with this container yeah rather than switch to something else because it's so indestructible you know um, now that i now that i know that uh, we should have planned that to be like the start of the show today we should have spent the whole first hour trying to destroy a vial of white lights. you can do it you tried it i mean you can try you know, we could have done the hammer and everything. You know, we could have really yeah. done a whole first segment about that. 
<laughs> we'll do that next time with you, Chris. Actually, you know what? Uh, we'll save it for when you can come in the studio, and then yeah, you can you can help us try to destroy a vial of White Labs. <laughs> more beer. We'll try. It'll be fun. Yeah, be dropping it time. off the house, things on time. <laughs> yeah, whatever we can do. That's good radio, if you ask me. Anytime you try to destroy the neck stuff. there, it's it's not uh, it doesn't break. So, so we get the pit bull to chew on it. Yeah, we can maybe give it to the dog. We'll try that. There you go. <laughs> All right, listen. I know that uh, you're a busy man and you're short on time, so maybe I can just throw a few questions at you and we can wrap it up. Sounds good. Uh, one of the questions a few of our listeners wanted to know. Uh, here's the, here's how it's stated. I really like the Saisons, and I've used WLP 565 strain at temperatures of 85 to 95 Fahrenheit, as Markowski talked about in his book Farmhouse Ales. Uh, basically, do you support those temperatures? Uh, he, they said they really liked the way it came out. What do you think about fermenting at 85 to 95 with that with that 565? Oh, definitely. Um, I think people trying to ferment too low sometimes run into problems. And a lot of Belgian breweries do ferment higher, um, similar to wineries. A lot of wineries are fermenting in the 90s or near 90 for certain wines. And so for certain beers, the high 80s make a lot of sense. Now, a commercial brewery tries to say, okay, I'm going to make a beer at 85 degrees, and they put in their conical that starts getting this incredible mixing yeah. at 85, and it just comes out like a fruit bomb. Okay. But a home brewer can do that. We're working in smaller fermenters. We're, we can do open fermentations. And so at a lot of times, uh, a beer actually at 80 degrees can be less fruity um, because uh, we're letting some of that, the fermentation profile itself kind of blow out. And with the Belgian strains, I think, um, especially open fermentation-wise, a little bit wider mm-hmm. uh, fermenter uh, that so not as tall and skinny. Yeah. If you're a wider fermenter and open, you can ferment in the mid-80s and produce some really nice Belgian beers that are not too fruity. Gotcha. You went right into the next question I was going to ask. They were wondering about uh, the benefit of certain Belgian strains uh, being fermented in shallower and wider vessels. So. Makes a big difference. Um, again, if we try to do um, our regular fermentation practice, uh, you know, our Trappist, for example, a lot of people ferment with that, and it's too—it's it, more fruity than it should be. Um, but you can you can get around that by uh, more um, wider, shallow fermenters. Um, you know, I, I and some people not. It's maybe have heard me say this before, whatever. But I don't like the airlocks. I think they're really fairly unnecessary for most of the beers that we're doing in primary fermentation for homebrew. Yeah. Uh, let that gas blow out. Uh, let that fermentation go nice and active. Um, uh, and then when fermentation slows down, that's when you need the airlock. That's when you need the closed fermenter. Okay. But be more open in your fermentation, especially on the Belgian beers. Uh, you don't need to brew a lager-like fermentation system with a Belgian beer. It doesn't go together. Okay. And you don't want that. Just leave that sucker open, huh? Wide open? Absolutely. To the air, wide open? Well, uh, when you're ferment- when you're producing your gas... Uh, CO2, it, it, it creates a pretty safe layer on top. And it, when it's actively fermenting, you can keep it pretty open. But what about still, as a microbiologist time? person, I, I, I like to close it up a little bit more with tin foil and, and, and whatnot. But, uh, okay. But, but not still, necessarily uh, airlock. Uh, open pressure-wise. Okay. okay. Just use foil then. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've got okay. a question for you, Chris. You and I have talked before about uh, pitching a second yeast strain. Uh, especially in a lager, you and I had talked about when the when it gets down to 
about 20% left, uh, pitching, say, a, an ale yeast into it to kind of help clean it up. You want mm-hmm. Can you elaborate on that? Yes. Um, pitching different strains can can do a lot of different things in flavor and complexity. Um, uh, for uh, you also have some uh, some leeway there with fermentation temperature because once you've fermented most of your fermentables, uh, say you're at uh, 1020 or you know four or five Plato or uh, uh, you can add a different yeast. You can raise the ferment, you can raise the temperature to kind of finish out fermentation, and you don't get much byproduct formation. I mean, we've done a lot of these experiments to kind of blow people away a little bit. You'll take a nice pale ale and then bottle condition with a hefeweizen yeast, and then there's no hefeweizen character. Ah, yeah, you and I were but talking. But it's a nice carbonated beer. Yeah, yeah you, you and I were talking. I had just finished a Hellas. And I was talking to you about because it, it didn't finish as dry as I wanted it to, mm-hmm. and you had suggested uh, bringing the temperature up and pitching uh, cal ale yeast into it, mm. and, right. and that you did say that I'm not going to get a lot of the ale flavors coming through at that point. Yeah, right. You don't just because there's not the yeast growth and the creation of the 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 substrates to make those flavor compounds, and so all there is is some uh, quick. Uh, mat- uh, just sugar usage so that doesn't really go into those flavor compounds. So as long as they're not reproducing, which they wouldn't be at that point, we're not going to get the byproducts. Right. Okay. right. Even in a lager, just raising the, say you're, you know, fermenting at 50, if you hit 1020, on even on, you know, a Hellas, by raising that fermentation temperature up near 70 mm-hmm. and starting that diacetyl rest fairly early, not waiting till near the end, but starting at that 1020, uh, it almost it accomplishes the same thing as adding a different yeast or an ale yeast and raising the temperature. Um, it it helps blow out some uh, sulfur. Uh, it helps reduce the acetal and uh, and finish up the fermentation. And so that should be a slow raise in, rise in temperature, like you were talking about a degree an hour kind of thing. Um, th- that rise can be fairly quick. They they don't mind a rise. Okay. Um, uh, yeast kind of like that. They get pretty excited about ooh, get, get all happy. Increase. Exactly. So it's just mostly yeah. just that when you're dropping the temperature, they just think they're gonna go into hibernation. Yeah, you okay. just survive. Yeah, and if you go too high, they'll do the same thing. But you need to be starting to get over, you know, 90 degrees for an ale or 80 degrees for a lager. Uh huh. Okay. So if we're just staying in high seven, high 60s. We have no no problem. All right, let me let you get out of here, Chris. I'm going to throw a couple fun ones at you, and you can get right out. Uh, okay. The folks want to know if you homebrew. Um, a little bit. You do a little? Um, okay. Uh, that's how I got started and got interested. Uh, used to homebrew every weekend for a long, long time, but um, I, I homebrew now. Um, uh, there was a, while, uh, a little while where I didn't. But uh, I've homebrewed. I homebrewed about four times last year. Hmm. Um, Not bad. So, all right. So I hope to do about a half dozen this year. Oh, there you go. I'll uh, put it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I mean, I, I think you uh, you still want to. Yeah, uh, I should homebrew a lot more than half dozen. But uh, yeah. I think that's my that's my target for this year. Don't you have a system, uh, a, a brew sculpture? Now? Yep, we got a brew sculpture a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, I think I saw it when it was going to be shipped out. Oh, yeah, nice. it's a twenty-gallon system, four or five-gallon uh, temperature. Oh, you only got to brew six fermenter. times. Yeah, I, I know you got, you got the what the four conical. My idea was to 
put that at White Labs. Um, everybody could see the test brewing, and we could do a lot of different test brewing as a yeah. pilot brewery. Um, we didn't really have the space there for it, so it ended up at one of our uh, uh, lab person, uh, Neva Parker, her house. So <laughs> she's got the test brewery. How and, did uh, she but, get that? <laughs> I think it would have been yeah. fit right in your garage. Yeah. I know. Well... <laughs> uh, she wanted it, it so goes, she got huh? it. <laughs> the and, but she's homebrewing, and we had a different employee, uh, Ryan Craig, who who homebrewed on it today. So different people are going over her house and homebrewing on it. And uh, right now, we're still working on it to kind of get the homebrewing down. But eventually, it's going to be a good little pilot system for us to sample different yeast strains under the same conditions, uh, different yeast under the same conditions for uh, just a whole bunch of different things we want to put through that pilot brewery. Okay. Um, we're sticklers for recipes around here, and our listeners as well. So if you have a favorite beer to brew, uh, what is it? And would you mind uh, throwing that recipe John's way? Maybe just email it to him, and he could take care of the rest to kind of give out to our listeners. Okay, sure. Yeah, there's a pale ale recipe that I've enjoyed making over the last few years, and uh, I, I really like making pale ales. Okay. Uh, that Sierra Nevada-type target but different so i'd be happy to do that nice what kind of just off the bat what kind of hops do you use in that pale ale recipe you remember oh i'm a cascade fan there you go all right yeah. oh, cascade i grew some cascade this year they're easy uh all right cool yeah if you could i've sh- had a hard time growing cascade you oh really yeah. oh yeah. man i couldn't kill that thing I, oh, and okay. I, believe me, I tried. <laughs> I, for, I forgot yeah. about it i did all sorts of things and i i couldn't kill it it went right up that's good. You have a good yard. Yeah, I guess so. It's all about uh, cow poop, my friend. Plenty, oh, okay. plenty of cow oh, poop. You or can never go wrong. Poop. Yeah, or dog poop, whatever. Dog poop. Any kind of poop you can find, you just throw it out there. You got kids? Daniela poop. Put their diapers out there, man. Any kind of poop you got laying around, you put it in your garden. <laughs> I'm telling you. Hey, Chris, can I ask you one question? Sure. How does uh, Y Labs propagate their yeast? And I mean, are you are you using giant conicals? I mean, are you constantly? Uh, boy, but. That's a that's a tough question. I mean, we have uh, or another show. we grow about fifty different strains every batch, and every batch is two days. So every new cycle is every two days. The lab figures out what to start. So you got a regular thirty five. You got other private strains. Uh, so they there's all different tanks, but it's about three week process. Uh, and they go from tank finally to tank. they end up in conicals. Some do, some don't. Wow. Um, what temperature do you propagate at? Depends ale versus lager. But about seventy degrees. Okay. Hmm. Um, if you were just trying to grow yeast in a lab environment, you'd grow them at ninety degrees. You'd grow them with a, uh, a lot of oxygen. But with brewer's yeast, you need to grow them a little colder, about seventy. You need to grow them with less oxygen than optimal. Uh, you need to grow them on malt, so we use malt, um, all malt wort, uh, because that turns on certain proteins, certain um, uh, sugar utilization that makes them ferment better. So uh, everything that's less yield, but that's why brewer's yeast is more expensive than baker's yeast or wine yeast because right. you get less yield when you grow them. Okay. All right. We could do a whole another show on that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's, a, it's a big topic, yeah. Okay, sorry. When, I'm in, the, you, when I'm in the studio. Yeah, we got to leave stuff go. for you to talk about when we get in the studio. All right, last one. This one's quick, and I don't even know about this. This is why I'm asking it to you. Um, the question is, will White Labs accept the labels instead of the vials for free coupons? I guess you guys give away free coupons if you return your vials? What, what's that about? Do you know anything about that? Uh, yes, we have a customer club that people can send in vials and get free stuff. Oh, books, okay. merchandise. Uh, never had that question before. Okay. I will bring it up with the... Uh, 
with the people. Fair enough. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, they just yeah. Add, they wanted to know if they could do the labels instead of the okay. things. Okay. Yeah. It's easier to ship them. Yeah. Hey, Chris, I'll let sure, you know. Sure, sure. More the vials are recyclable, PET-type recycling. Which is good. I save all of mine, by the way, to bring back to uh, B3 and let them recycle. Oh, good. You guys recycle them, we, right, John? We have about 2,000 right now. And, yeah, are, and do you recycle? You don't throw them out. No, I have a, a garbage bin right in the front door. No, this, I started right. this at a brew club, uh, at our Doe's Brew Club. And I wanted, us, I, I wanted us to yeah, get... Yeah, I can hear that. Where are you, in Detroit? Yeah, <laughs> downtown San Diego. So. It's happening out there, man. We're oh, getting well. closer, man. It's coming to your house. Snoop Dogg has got in trouble. Me, I think it's happened a couple times tonight, so I thought I'd just ask. <laughs> no, that's the first time I've heard it, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I started the, that quest uh, last year, I think, at, the, at a Doe's meeting, at our club meeting, and I wanted to get as many together as we could to make you come and brew with us. Oh, right. So oh, we, yeah. we got a good we got a good start, <laughs> good stack going. Hey Chris, I really appreciate it. Chris from White Labs hanging out with us for uh, over an hour today and really giving us some good yeast information. Thanks very much, my friend. Yeah, thank you. Chris. Thanks, guys. You were great. I enjoyed it. Okay. I look forward to coming to the studio. Yeah, great. if we can get you in here, just let us know when you're coming up our way. We'll keep John in touch with you, and uh, okay. we'll, anytime we'll we'll make room on the show. We'd love to have you in here because uh, I I still got a stack of questions. Yeah. The people really yeah. enjoyed your uh, Daniela. You want to comment on how Absolutely. the chat room went? Absolutely. The feedback was overwhelming tonight in our chat room, Chris. We've had a record of people in our chat room throwing questions at us there's still like half of the questions unanswered so it would be a very good idea if you came cool. okay, and they really liked you months. and like right. what you had to say and everything let us know thanks buddy really appreciate it thanks have a good night guys you bye. too good night bye all right chris white from white labs and uh well, my favorite yeast company right there not yeah. just because he was on the show i before i knew anything about yeast i was using those guys because mm-hmm. you can use them quick mm-hmm. chuck them right in there yeah, so you can leave them out for two weeks. Oh wait, and because I can leave them out for two weeks, I can forget about them. <laughs> that's that haze issue uh, in your beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be what it is. Uh, that's not the only issue in my beer. Okay. That's for damn sure. Uh, I do. I really do have a stack of questions here, and we should that, keep that those. was that was great. I will. I'm going to keep them all. I know we wanted to get back into that yeast starter uh, bit, um, but I think he did pretty well, even covering that part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously. When you have this many people throwing questions at him, he can go on and on about starters sure. and goods and bads. It, it's but tough on the phone too. Yeah, I think it'd be better when we drag his little butt in. Here Absolutely. I think you know if you, I think John. Um, actually, I guess what's more important is 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 that Jamil know knows the answer to this. Uh, they go it, warm. It, it's serious. No, well, it's even he agreed. He agreed with both of you mm-hmm. during different parts of the conversation mm-hmm. and he said it's an ongoing debate. Yeah. And he said a bunch of the breweries that you'll find in Munich will do it cold and a bunch of the ones you'll find will do it warm. So uh, there there really is no you know one answer, I guess. It's a it's an ongoing theory. Well, it's just a way around it too. It's mm-hmm. If you're going to pitch cold, pitch a lot. That's yeah. what Jamil said. That is what Jamil said, and absolutely. You, and if you can do it, I would agree with Jamil. Do it Jamil's way. But if you're a home we're buying one vial, I would say pitch warm. Pitch warm. And, and you, drop it cold. Because you're not pitching a lot then. Right. I also found it really interesting, and I'd like to follow up with him again on that when he comes in here, um, just about how much yeast propagation you're actually doing. Like that you're not so much multiplying. Although he said if like he does, you know, what Jamil says, you do the two hours. liter, you know, deal yeah, you and you do it overnight, enough. then you are, you are getting a good, you he know. You're doubling. You're, you're doubling. Right. Uh, whereas what I do, I'm just making it come to life, which is good too, he said, but I'm not, I'm not multiplying my yeast I, if I'm doing that six hour starter, I, you know. Coming to life, I think will definitely decrease your lag time. 
right. the onset of fermentation. So yeah. that's good. But it's not helping me in my amount of healthy pitchable yeast, which is what you know Jamil's really promoted on. But here. it's helping you prevent any top type of wild yeast where foreign bacteria start growing. Right. But I want to get on this level of healthy pitchable yeast, like uh, yeast like Jamil talks about. Mm-hmm. Where I'm really pitching enough yeast to not, you know, every time we get questions about, hey, how do you kickstart a, a stuck fermentation? How does, how do you do that? How do you bring the gravity down? His first answer is always, and look, I'm not saying the guy's the final answer. I'm just, mm. but I, but I, he makes a lot of sense. Uh, his first answer is always, you know what? Before you ever get there with a stuck fermentation or whatever else, pitch enough healthy Prevent it before it happens. Right. yeast. So. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to know actually that in my six hours, even though I got stuff going on in there, I can see my vial working. Nothing, I'm not, I'm not reproducing yeast. I'm just making it come to life. Yeah. Which is good. But I want to reproduce that stuff. So I'm definitely, I might be doing the two liter guy for Shoot my next. For a couple of days. Yeah. Instead of just your six hours. Exte- instead of the six hours, exactly. Yeah, I usually start a day or two ahead and two liters. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I learned something from talking to Chris was what type of nutrients he stores his yeast in. I mean, okay. it was kind of an off-the-wall question, but zinc, nitrogen, and amino acids. I mean, those are things that yeast need. Isn't that, that Fermate K? Fermate K has, well, Fermate K has zinc. It has uh, nitrogen, dimonium phosphate, mm-hmm. uh, all that good stuff. So, Jamil, you're on the line. What's up, buddy? Uh-oh. Hey. How are you? <laughs> Great show. Hey, thanks. Uh, Lots of good information. Man, I was thinking about that because, uh, you know, we get some, I get, I get a lot of flack. For no information show. About a bunch of crap going on in here. And I was thinking kind of in the middle of that segment, I'm really proud of the show today. I mean, uh, you know, I, I kept my dorm room humor to a, to a minimum. Well, hey, you guys almost sound sober. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? And the, the grab ass has been very minimal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you, I knew that he was short on time, and it was like, hey, you don't need Go. a joke uh, every between every question, so let's get it out there. And he was, man, he was pretty good. Uh, what would you think about that uh, that pitching info? Well, I think he said uh, the majority of, of German brewers... Pitch goal. <laughs> Here he comes, and a oh. few pitch for him. <laughs> it's on okay. to All right, and then you go back to the archives, and then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like uh, like John was saying, um, what Chris was talking about, if if you're pitching one vial of yeast into a lager and you can't control the temperature, then you know you might as well pitch it warm. Yeah, and that's your best best bet at getting decent beer out of it. Yeah, but uh, if you can if you can pitch. Uh, uh, you know, the right amount of yeast, you want to pitch it cold and, and let it warm up from there. Now, I brought up during the thing that I couldn't remember if you actually brought your starter down to the ferment temperature also. Well, generally on loggers, um, I'm repitching. Okay, so uh, if I'm going to do a starter, I will uh, try and do the starter cool to start with. If mm-hmm. I can't, I, I ferment it out completely decant the, the yeast, uh, you know, I chill it and decant the yeast. So all the yeast that I pitch into a lager yeah. is sitting usually at about 34 degrees. Oh, okay. And then uh, I pitch it into about a 44-degree wort, and then it warms up uh, naturally to uh, 48 degrees, and that's where I ferment. Oh, okay. All right. And uh, that's, you know, gives you a really, really nice lager. So even when you do your starter, it's not sitting on your counter like mine is. You you got it way down there already it's just to slurry. get it started. Um, you know, I've uh, I've done it both ways. Okay. And one of the things that has started to concern me is uh, flocculation lager yeast. So if you uh, do a warm starter of a lager yeast, yeah. 70 degrees or so, 
what can happen is it can start to affect the flocculation properties of the yeast, and you'll end up with a really dusty uh, beer that the yeast will never drop out. And uh, it's it's significant in, in the lager yeast at that temp. So uh, I had noticed that in a couple of batches, and I hadn't really tied the two together until I read a few uh, um, papers on the on the subject. Okay. And so I've been more and more wary of that uh, as time goes on. So... Yeah, if you can if you can do your lager starters cooler, you know, sixty degrees or so, uh, that would be much better, I would think. Okay. All right. You want to give us some insight into the Jamil show? Why we got you here? How'd you feel about your first show? You know, it started off pretty weak. <laughs> <laughs> Jamil bringing uh, it weak. Oh no. Yeah, you know, deer in the headlights and all that, and yeah. uh, you know, I've always appreciated your talent, Justin, and, and your ability to make it all seem so uh, easy and natural, and uh, you know, it just reinforced that trying to do it myself <laughs> well I, I appreciate that i think you know more than anything it, it's definitely a comfort level and i think you guys got to that at the end of the show and yeah, yeah. and That's... it's also it's a format thing because i'll tell you what uh i'll be honest with you guys when i do my blues show on sunday mornings i'm not as comfortable as i am in the format and I'll do the same thing, Jamil. I, I, I'll get on like I'm supposed to talk in between the, the songs. And I, I don't know a lot about the blues. I love the blues and I'm into it, but I'm just learning it. And I get in there uh, in between songs and sometimes I got no, I, I'm not comfortable either. I don't know what to say. You might sound like an ass. And I sound, uh, might is not the, <laughs> there's no might about it. it yeah, happens. I don't know about that. I was, I was down in San Diego, uh, this week and I ran, I was at a couple of places and people actually came up to me and said, are you Jamel? <laughs> like, really? Yeah. They go, I recognize your picture from uh, the forums and uh, You're kidding. a great show and all that. And I love hearing you on the Brewing Network. And Man. And one of the things that they said was, you know, how great the Sunday show is and how, uh, how you know, it's so entertaining. Oh, and cool. uh, they didn't understand you know, how it all worked out. And, you know, I told them about... Uh, the fact that you make it seem that way, and it's a lot of work that goes into it. So. I spend some time on it. I appreciate that. That's cool, man. You got recognized. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Were you There's by yourself? Real beer geeks out there. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> That's you, awesome. You got groupies, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and people will buy you a lot of lot of free beer. That's right. <laughs> That's right, my friend. So I guess I'm getting, about. <laughs> getting my pay that way. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Hey, one way hey, or another, hey, right? Coming from here. <laughs> Uh. Yeah, I didn't mean everything I said in that that email. Uh, <laughs> actually, Oz is Oz is a great guy, but uh, yeah. the rest of it. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I just got that today. I read it and I went, "Man, that's funny!" Right well, there, especially signing who that, who, who especially that signing Jamil. I haven't having that. As his email address. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about the uh, the email I read at the beginning of the Saint show. Jamil. So go back and listen to the archive. Uh, I just thought it was. You know what I thought's funny is that the it was really a wise choice to pick you as the person that the hate mail comes from because there's so many ways you can direct the hate from that angle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so I, are you saying I'm I'm repressed here in my hatred, uh, in yeah, my anger? Yeah, I was saying you take it out on your football games on Sundays when there you're you not uh, hanging out with us. So what do you got planned then? Uh, when, next Monday, you guys are doing the uh, Ordinary Bitter show. Ordinary huh? Bitters, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great style that uh, a lot of people don't uh, know a whole lot about sometimes. So uh, you can uh, uh, brew an Ordinary Bitter, you know, quickly and have a, a great session beer that you can drink a lot of without getting trashed. 
Yeah. And uh, done right, it's a really great, flavorful beer. It's not, uh, you know, thin and watery and tasteless like some people think. So. Like, the, like the name says. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing but ordinary. Did you get in any trouble showing up at work late when you did the show the other day? Well, they didn't know. So, okay. Uh, right. Hopefully uh, they don't listen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can continue to skate. So. We'll keep it on the down low. Yeah. All right. Hey, thanks, Jamil. Uh, great. See you, Jamil. We'll talk to you Cheers. soon, buddy. Take care. Bye. See you. That's cool. The Jamil Show, that's next Monday at 10 a.m., and you can check this, uh, the schedule right there on the Brewing Network. You all right, Daniela? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Her fingers are tired from typing. All right, I, I do have to take another break, but I got some stuff to give away, so don't go away. Uh, we'll do it when we come back. We'll wrap things up quick for you guys tonight. Really, even though uh, it, it seems late, it's not. We're, we're on an early schedule yeah. tonight. Uh, our guest is gone, so that's going to allow us to go ahead and wrap things up. Good info, too. And uh, maybe we can do it in 15 minutes or so. Yeah, we still got the drink I, of the week. I doubt it, but <laughs> maybe we can. Uh, here's the two things we're going to do. When we come back... I We'll have the trivia question for the chat room, which will register somebody for a full kegging system from Northern Brewer at northernbrewer.com. And then also we'll be taking uh, Drunk of the Week phone calls, which will be our third and final registrant of the week to also win that kegging system. You're listening to Three Guys. Excuse me? What about me? Yeah, sorry. You're listening to three guys and one girl use a radio show as an excuse to drink more beer. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. How you doing over there today, Daniela? Magnificent. Yeah? Yeah, that's a good word for me, huh? It's a good word from you. <laughs> you like think of the longest English word you know? <laughs> I think so. You say that. <sighs> Can I tell the story about what you came in the studio and, and the word you used the other day? <laughs> of course. I like it when you embarrass me in front of a ton of people. So JP, JP and I are in here working the other day trying to get our show going, getting ideas together, planning the whole thing, making it happen. And uh, Daniela comes in. She's cooking in the kitchen, so she's got a recipe. She's reading through the recipe. And she comes in the studio and goes, Guys, what is vigorously? <laughs> and we're like, what? She's like, yeah, vigorously. What is that? It's an additive, right? And we're thinking, what is that? Like a spice? An additive? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you talking about? So I'm like, let me see it. I read the, I read the recipe. Vigorously. It's, it's talking about she had to make, she was making pizza dough and it was like, you know, knead it vigorously. Mix, mix it vigorously. Vigorously. Think about Viagra. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. What is that? Like, uh, game like green or something? It's like, <laughs> it's like a bad disease is what that is. So, uh, it's always, uh-huh. <laughs> always a barrel of fun having Daniela around the house. <laughs> because them. I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> or any like non-native speaker around the house. Come on, look at if I was the guy around the house in Germany coming out with stupid German words. You like were that. the guy around the house in Germany and everything. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was funny. They were right? making fun of you. <laughs> they still do actually. How is your retarded boyfriend doing? <laughs> He's still retarded. He's good. He's good. <laughs> We're working on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? All right, I want to open up the phones a little bit. Um, few phone calls coming in uh, because we're gonna do, of course, drunk of the week. We'll start taking those calls now. Excellent. Also, hey, Rich, you're the guy who made that. Uh, you made the song for us that I've been playing this week. I wouldn't mind talking to you about uh, what you do and how you did that. That'd be cool. 
I want to have you make some other tunes for us, man. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got ideas. I mean, I got ideas. Your face shows it, man. <laughs> so, uh, hey, Rich, give us a call, 888-401-BEER. Also, uh, we're get, we're doing two things to give away the keg system, uh, for the rest of the show. One of them is, uh, we're going to do a chat room trivia question. So get yourself in the chat room. And the other thing is we're going to take Drunk of the Week. So 888-401-BEER. We'll take a few calls, and we'll uh, judge on who the Drunk of the Week is. We had some people in the forum not agree with uh, whether or not the people last week were drunk enough. But the guy who we ended up picking talked to his dog, like lectured his dog for an hour. That's deserving. He was drunk enough, <laughs> if you ask me. Too bad I missed that one. Yeah. Yeah, Doc, you scooted right out of here I had to get out of here. We thought you were angry at us, Pa. I know you said you, you had the babysitter going and things going on at home, but we didn't know because you were quiet all show. You were quiet today, too, but I know you were just letting Chris talk. Yeah, but mostly we were just letting Chris talk. But last week you were real quiet the whole show, and then you bailed, and it was the, sh- <laughs> and it, and then it was the show that we made funny with the sound clip all, all show. Oh, no, long. no, no, it didn't, didn't make me mad. No, I, I had to get back because my wife was out of town, and okay. I, had, I had a babysitter with the kids. Yeah. And my wife says, don't make her stay longer than she has to. And so I'm feeling all guilty. I get back. Then I has, I got back there as soon as I could. Oh, no, we we're fine. You could have stayed longer. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, that's cool. I just was making sure. We didn't know. Well, you guys were going full bore, rolling right along, and I, and I, I got to go. And I yeah. just, what's a good time to get out of here? So. Well, I thought that. And I don't really think twice about it. I figure if you got a problem, you're going to tell me. Oh, I would. But, but Danielle <laughs> was like, I don't know. Maybe he was mad. And I was like, well, he didn't say anything. I think he's fine. Go ahead, Daniela. What's a putt? What's a, a putt? <laughs> yeah. Is it because a- rigorously steering is what you do with your putt. <laughs> oh. I do. And I, I don't know what it is. A, uh, your putt is your weenie. Oh. So, yeah. oh. so they're saying that I take care of my putt vigorously. Which is true. <laughs> and then the time comes, it's uh, got to be done vigorously. Right? Get it done and get stir it, it, stir it vigorously. Get it done quick. I'm uh, I'm chalking the cue. You're aerating. <laughs> you guys hear that song at the break? Yeah, chalking the cue. Listeners sending us in good funny songs to play at the breaks. I like that too. Mm. Well, as long as you're not angry, Doc, that's cool. Oh, you, I'd let you know. I wouldn't have stopped if you were. I, yeah. <laughs> I just would have talked to you about it. <laughs> I would have kept doing the segment. That's for sure. I'm taking my beer and I'm going home. Yeah. This is what we're talking about, by the way. <laughs> Freaking out. It's, uh, it's a new game. I'll probably have a new one for you guys next week. A new guess, guess what Doc's saying. Uh, Where did you come up with this crap? <laughs> I know. This is what makes people think that I don't do anything because I got like this time on my hands to come up with this kind of crap. But, uh, hey man, it's good radio. Yeah. It's, everything's good radio. <laughs> That's my excuse, right? Like, if it's offensive or makes people angry, if it's good radio, that's that's what I fall back on every it's time. It's good radio because you can't say no to good radio. You know that's my philosophy. Even if if you piss a couple people off, that's fine. But if it's good radio, who cares? We'll see, it's crap to some people, but you know what? It's yeah. good radio. It's good radio. That's right. Like like uh, the Vinnie Puppet. You know, <laughs> there was a it ha- it has its critics, but in general, the Vinnie Puppet. That's fucking good radio. They man. mentioned the Vinnie Puppet so frequently on yeah. a chat room. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> they love, love the Vinnie Puppet. Man. He'll be back. Don't you worry. <laughs> you know he's got to he's got to come back on his own time, and he can't yeah. wear him out. Of course, but uh, Vinnie Puppet will be back. Don't you worry. <laughs> I don't care what John says. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> now that John didn't tell me like no Vinnie Puppet, but like him and Jamil were just kind of like you know it was really it was a good show last week. The worst part was the Vinnie Puppet, and I was like hey. 
There are thousands of fans around the world who disagree with that <laughs> statement. <laughs> I'll, bet, I'll bet the Vinny Puppet has his own web page right now. <laughs> he needs his own web Puppet.com. Hey, you guys would be lucky if I don't give him his own show. <laughs> <laughs> it is a network. Okay. Uh, we got Rich on the air, the uh, maker of our, of our tunes. Hey, Rich, how are you, buddy? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, I'm glad to talk to you. I'm telling you, I got that email and laughed my ass off for a, a good hour. He made us all not check our email because he wanted us to react on the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I sent the email to everybody all at the same time. You guys just don't check your email. I know, they don't. But here's the thing. I saw that. I, I checked mine, and I got the song, and I instantly, I didn't even finish the song, Rich. I ran out to get Daniela and was like, Daniela, you got to hear this. And I brought her in here, and we laughed. And then I looked at the address bar and realized that you sent it to John and Doc too. And mm-hmm. I was, I was like, "Damn it! I almost, I want to call them and tell them, don't, don't listen to it. Don't check your email because I like the reactions to come off on the air. You know what I mean? So, uh, but luckily, neither one of them heard it, and they yeah, were. All, I, could, I could try to check my email on my uh, network email, and it wouldn't let me in. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a virus. That's good stuff. What do you? Do you have a job? You just do music, or what? No, actually, I do music as a hobby. I mean, I've been involved in music since I was a kid, but uh, okay. I'm an I'm a IT slut. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I mean, I do server and, and uh, network admin okay. for a living. All right. But uh, I work in my little studio. And, you know, now in retrospect, I wish I had done a full-length version of the tune with, you know, <laughs> three or four minutes with solos and stuff. Hey, you got time. You got time. Take your hey, time. There could, be, there could be more stuff coming on, man. We uh, can get something else. Man, that's out here. I'm telling you, nothing makes a show come together like like some talented listener participation that sends in stuff like that. I really mean that. That's that's just cool stuff. Well, you know, that's cool because this is now a, an official invitation to yeah. all the guys out there yeah. that have their own little home studios and do one man band stuff to send it in. Come you're, on, guys, you're working. absolutely right. That's how we got the Pale Ale song right at the very beginning. Uh, we got it because uh, um, a guy just he had listened to the show a couple of times and he sent. He's like, "Hey, I got this song. If you guys would like to play it, go right ahead." And that's how we got the outro to our, our show. So you're cool. right. It is definitely an open invitation to you guys. Uh, and and here's the thing: like our show isn't like a forum for. Uh, I don't really want if it's good music that you're sending, like quality songs. I actually don't want it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like regular, like regular type of top forty songs or whatever. I appreciate Par- your talent. Like. Yeah, I want, I want the funny shit. <laughs> well, well, you know, it, it kind of pained me to put the funny shit on top of the music because <laughs> the music is do. good. <laughs> it's a little funky. Which, you know, and I, it, it is funky, which uh, I'm exposed now. Yeah, yeah, because I live in rural Tennessee, and if it gets out that there's a funky white boy in the Bible Belt, I'm in trouble. Yeah, I was wondering where you're from. Hey, the T-shirt. The t- did you hear me? My rant about the T-shirts earlier. Yeah, I did. The company I'm working with is in Tennessee. Oh, is that the no. good company or the bad company? The bad company. I'm the not going to give their name. They're, they've been very good customer service wise, so I don't want to give out their their information just yet. If they come through on the whole thing, all will be fine, except that we didn't get exactly what we had, you know, ventured out to get. But yeah, they're right from Tennessee, there, Rich. Hmm. It's a good company. They're okay. We'll see. If I ship all those negative shirts back to them and they give me my money back, everything will be fine. If they I mean, don't, uh, you can be sure I'll be giving out their name willy-nilly. If they screwed up your T-shirts, they should yeah. fix it. I mean, yeah. all that about 
buying some more and getting some more is BS because they screwed it up. They should fix it. I know. You're absolutely right. Customer service. But like I said, right now they're on the level and they seem to be uh, giving it back to us. It's just put us a month behind schedule. I mean, look, I had planned for this stuff, guys. I don't sit around here doing nothing. I had planned to get you shirts at the same time I put up the new website, and it was this kind of setback that's... But, you know, what am I going to do? I'm going to post in the forum shit. every day. The shit happens. I can't do that. So I just say, hey, hang in there. They're you should coming. have a running log. I should. It's like the T-shirt What log. happened today with the T-shirt? <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, it has been such a nightmare. It's unbelievable. I would rather book a good guest like Chris. Yeah. And who cares about shirts? <laughs> well, then we're going to go broke. Why can't we have both? <laughs> that's, you know, that kind of philosophy is going to make Why us Why can't we broke. have both? That's right. That's, see, that's what I say. Why can't we do both? And like I said, look, I could have paid for 15 bucks a shirt a long time ago and got shirts to you guys, but then I got to charge you an arm and a leg, and I don't want to do that. So, well, Rich, uh, I, 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 I'm telling you, if you got time, I really want some more songs from you. Yeah, I can work it out, man. We can do little jingles and stuff. We can do going in and out of commercials, whatever you guys need. All right. Ain't hey, no thing. Hey, that's no cool. Thing, you know. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. It was. I mean, I, I, I dig what you guys are doing. You guys are putting out to the homebrew community, and that was my little way to give something back. Hey, nice. and you did. That's the best way to give back, right there. To to kind of go along with what we're doing here. So that's that's very cool. And I, and man, I I'm telling you, I think I said it in an email back to you. I really, my face was hurting uh, from smiling. I've not smiled that much in a long time when I got that song. Maybe. Yeah, cool. I got the email, man. I appreciate it. Cool. All right, Rich. Thanks a lot, buddy. Hey, listen, Justin, man. You got my email address. Yep. Uh, email me. I'll give you my phone number. Okay. If you want, we can talk. We can talk about commission and some little tidbits here and there. Hey, that's cool. That sounds good to me, man. We can hook it up. And plus, I'm looking forward to all the other guys out there sending some stuff in to, to you know with their own stuff. Me too. And I'll tell you right now, we're kind of working with this kind of theme on the Friday show that JP and I are doing. Just a little heads up. We're, we want a lot of listener involvement and this kind of creativity happening. Even if we're going to have a segment. I'm not going to reveal it quite yet, but you don't have to be a musician or anything else. All you're going to have to do is call in and leave your message. And uh, I'll let you know about this segment. But it's this kind of listener pr- participation that kind of makes things happen. So uh, no it's, doubt. A, it's a good start, Rich, and I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, buddy. Later, guys. We'll see ya. Bye. We'll probably get him a shirt. That's a good commission. Get him some of those mythical shirts. <laughs> yeah, you know? <laughs> cool guy. <laughs> mythical shirt. Okay, so we had Rich on the phone. I'm taking calls for Drunk of the Week now, because that's going to be our third registrant. 888-401-BEER is the number, and we need to get you guys out there who have been drinking the whole show. And uh, you're registering to win a full kegging system, courtesy of northernbrewer.com. And let's do the chat question right now also. You ready for that, Daniela? Can uh-huh. we get the chat question out there? She's got the question. Here's the rules for that. Uh, she's going to type in the trivia question. Doc has the answer. He looked it up on this new little machine he's got here. Uh, it's a it's a regular trivia deal. You're going to have to do some searching to find it out. Uh, first person to answer correctly to Daniela in the chat room, it will be the winner. And we'll announce you on the air, and uh, you'll be registered to uh, win a full kegging system, among some other prizes that we got going on in this whole deal, too. Out of the 12 people that are registered, uh, a good bunch of you are going to win some stuff. So uh, everyone's going to do it. Uh, so we'll get that chat question going. I think the phone's ringing now too about getting our uh, maybe maybe a possible drunk of the week going in here. In the meantime, I got Doc playing video games again over here, and John uh, eating chips and salsa. Are you looking up your answers again on that little? I just computer? want to make sure. 
Doc's got this. It's it's called the the Brewmaster, right? Yeah. And uh, it's basically just a little video game thing that. Uh, it's an information thing. It's got food pairings with beer. Uh, Pick up your mic there tri- for me. Trivia trivia questions. Uh, right. Beer beer and food pairing. Uh, one section that's great for for Justin. It's a health and beer. Yeah, I need I need to borrow it just for that. So it's got uh, famous breweries, award winners. Uh, it's got uh, over fifteen hundred uh, beer reviews. Okay, it doesn't review them like we do, right? Uh, it it as a brewer kind of more of a consumer kind of thing. Gotcha. Kind of what what you can expect the taste to be, not what the faults and stuff are. But that's helpful if you're just buying different stuff. You're yeah. right, Johnny. Johnny Five O. <laughs> well, that that breath of life right. got me a little nervous. I got a caller on the <laughs> air uh, for Drunk of the Week. It's Two Dog. I may get him on here. And Daniela, go ahead and post a question in the chat room. Chatters, this is for you. Uh, first one to answer correctly via chat will be registered to win. Two Dog, you're on the air. Hello, Two Dog, you there, buddy? Hey, I'm trying to find a mute. Hold on. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> you're good. Hey, we're all right. Okay, I got it. What's that, Daniela? Is he peeing? Uh, <laughs> Dog, are you peeing? I was trying to mute. Did you hear that sound? Yeah, that was Doc blowing into the breathalyzer. Oh. I, <laughs> I was blowing the breathalyzer. I'm, we, still, I'm still good. Are you there, Two Dog? Yeah, I'm here. There we go. How are you, buddy? Good, dude. What's up? Ah, I'm doing all right. Where are you calling from? Uh, New York. New York? My house. Whereabouts? My house. Where? Where <laughs> <laughs> your house? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, it's a good answer, actually. Where in New York? Um, a house. Eight. Up in a house upstate. Upstate. Not, yeah. uh, we're not talking like Poughkeepsie, are we? No, no, that's not real upstate. Upstate, I like as in above Albany. Oh, serious oh, upstate. Man. Yeah. Are you a Syracuse fan? No. You're not. That I'm boy. actually, uh, no. I'm, okay. a, I'm a UMass fan. Oh, alright. Well, my, my family's from, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Massachusetts. <laughs> Is UMass Big East? I don't remember. Now, uh, yeah. They are? Yeah. Uh, UConn's gonna beat your guys' ass. UConn, UConn, and UMass are usually uh, that's our our big uh, yeah yeah it's a rivalry right there. I'm a UConn fanatic. All right, enough about that junk. <laughs> you're calling, <laughs> yeah, I guess it does. Uh, you're calling in for the drunk of the week, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I had a. What did it take you to get there? Uh, not eating, not eating all day and drinking uh, uh, the worldwide stout. Oh, from, is that uh, right? Dogfish. Yeah. From dogfish, how many of those you had? Uh, I had, uh, I've been brewing for like four and a half hours. I, this is my first, uh, all green. Okay. So you're stressing so, uh, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I drank like two or three bombers in my own oatmeal stout and then, uh, and I remembered I had the dogfish I was going to try and had, I don't know, I had a couple of those. Okay. And you've They're not eaten. Potent, but I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not really drunk, but I'm I'm tired as hell. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a fine line sometimes. I can sometimes I can't tell. I'm just tired. Yeah, Daniela will ask me, "Are you drunk?" I don't know. I'm tired. Is that the same? Could be. <laughs> I've been drinking. <laughs> if that makes a difference. <laughs> uh, yeah, my wife. My wife about an hour ago said, yeah. "You must really like this freaking hobby if you're still awake doing this cleaning up." <laughs> You know what? That's what I say sometimes too. It's like two in the morning, and I'm still cleaning my equipment and shit. And I'm going, when did this stop being a hobby and started being like I should be should have been in bed? Yeah, you, you know. I t- yeah, I got a five o'clock comes earlier on here, so yeah. The, you uh, know, but 
The other part I think about is listeners who are hanging out with us for as long as our show is and what their wives say the same thing. Like, man, you must be into this hobby if you're hanging out and and doing the show live. And and I like it. I love it. I think it's great. I'd be doing the same thing. but I'm just kind of thinking about the families and people going, man, it's it's a hobby, right? Or is this is this your thing? Oh yeah. But that's that's what it is about homebrewers. It's not a hobby like like remote control cars, right? You don't do it for any five minutes of spare time you got. It's a hobby that you actually spend time learning about and educating yourself. I mean, you gotta you gotta pack the brain with some info. It's not it's just like, some willy nilly thing. It's like learning how to cook. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like you can. You know, you can make basic, basic, basic stuff. You know, right? Uh, and then, and then, but if you really want to get serious about it and really want to learn about it, you got to, you know, a lot of reading and education. That's right. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah, I was, fine. I was laughing my ass off because I'm thinking there's like there's only one other thing uh, besides doing this is that I would stick at as long, and that's watching porn. So. <laughs> yeah, you in, invest the same amount of money and the same amount of time. <laughs> Uh, in porn. I'm with you on that. That is a hobby. <laughs> and, uh, and enjoy over and over and over again. You know? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the product isn't quite as good, but, <laughs> you know, the hobby itself, you're right, you might be right. I might, uh, make a t-shirt out of that or something. <laughs> you know? Uh, alright, here's what I'm gonna do, Two Dog. Uh, you're not too hammered, but, uh, um, who, right. kn- who knows what other phone calls we're gonna get. So you might get it just for, uh, being the guy who called in and said he drank all day without eating. Um, hey, yeah, I mean, it's like eating. I was eating, uh, drinking, or whatever, eating stouts. Yeah, it is. So, uh, it's like you're eating stouts. The liquid same thing. bread. Yeah. Yeah, it's like liquid bread anyway. All right, hang what? in there. Let me take some calls, and uh, we'll see. I'll get back to you. Hey, thanks. All right, I appreciate it, buddy. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, a little New York there. I like that. A little uh, East Coast stuff. Got to do an East Coast show. I'm going to go visit my brother, I think, in April. Uh, Danielle and I are going to head out there. And... uh I might work out uh, doing a show from there somehow, w- working out with a brewery or something. If great. I get this Skype thing working, I can get you guys on the horn and do just a regular show, but do it from New York. And not that New York's uh, you know all of our listeners, but just to be on the East Coast because we got a lot of East Coast people. That'd be great. Eight 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 four zero one beer. We're still looking for the drunk of the week. How do we do in the chat room on that trivia question, Daniela? We got a winner. We got a winner. Yeah, somebody who qualified for the giveaway from Northern Brewer. Okay, mm-hmm. and now did you get a lot of answers before you got the correct answer? <laughs> you have no idea. This screen just chumps around them because everybody's just punching in numbers. Oh right, just guessing. But okay. the, the correct answer was that there is no legal drinking age. That's in China. right. There is no legal age in China, according to Doc's new uh, Brewmaster toy, which has a which is just chock full of trivia. I'll tell you what. If when I do uh, Beer Jeopardy next, which is going to be coming up real soon, I might need to borrow that thing okay. from you, Doc, because it uh, it's a hard thing to do that to do that trivia question so that might help out all right so who's our winner then our winner is his uh, id on the chat room is clove 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 C-L- no without an e isn't clove with an e yeah, yeah. so c-l-o-v mm-hmm. clove yeah that's what i said isn't it <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah but with your accent clove clove yeah, we same know. thing you could it could have been Vigorously, who you know, you guys know. might want to look out for somebody new to work this chat room here. <laughs> All right, All right. No. we'll be out looking vigorously. Yeah, we will be looking vigorously. All right, so Clav is our winner, huh? Uh huh. <laughs> 
<laughs> just the anger is uh, it's a lot of Freaking fun. Freaking out. <laughs> Clav, you can call in if you want to talk to us. 888-401-BEER. You don't have to. You're registered either way. Send an email to John, and uh, it's John P. at the Brewing Network, and uh, just tell us you were the chat room uh, registrant. There you go. Uh, 888-401-BEER for Drunk of the Week. I'm still accepting phone calls because I gotta register one more person before we get out of here. So, uh, guys are, guys have been somewhat disappointing as far as the, you know, we've gotten random calls when we're not doing the contest. Yeah. Which I can understand. Sometimes people do it, sometimes they don't. Everyone's not getting drunk every show, right? So, the random phone calls are what sparked it, because we've gotten some calls from some drunk people having a good oh, yeah. time, you know, having a little party or whatever. Kind of started with the drunken show. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> and from then on, boy, do we open the gates, huh? <laughs> so, um, I just want some of these guys in here, just because it's fun. You know, it's a good time to get a listener on who's uh, a little different than they would be when we talk to them tomorrow morning, for example. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like, I'm sure that some of the emails we've gotten from the Drunk of the Week, they're like, hey, I won yesterday. I'm yeah. sorry if I was the a jerk. Post. Yeah, they're like, I didn't, you know, it, it's not usually me. That's what I like. Nobody's holding it against you. No one's, we're all the same, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. Shoot. If we held it against Doc every time, uh, <laughs> we'd think the guy couldn't even speak English. <laughs> you know? Uh, if they held it against me, I don't even know what that would mean. Yeah, you'd be homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Something. <laughs> Hmm. So give us a drunk of the week call. 888-401-BEER. Uh, other than that, I don't know. We're wrapping things up, guys. Uh, next week, I don't think that we have a guest, right? We do. Oh, we do? We got a guest Gary now? Glass from the HA, the, the new director. Big times. Is that right? Yes. Okay. On 29th. Colin from Colorado. So It's a Colin. Okay. Talk about the value of HA and why you should be a membership and what's going on in the government and... Okay. Distribution laws and all that stuff. So. He's the new big guy around there. He's the new guy, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. So, Gary Glass. He has a lot to say, too. So. I might bring up these uh, Alabama issues and different legislation again to kind of talk to them about that. Because I know that uh, Papazian, when we had him on, was... Gary's probably one of the guys fighting that. Really big yeah. into Why don't that you too. call him uh, this week and give him a heads up on what we might be asking him. Okay. So we can do a little research and... Yeah. yeah, get into it. Hey, just a reminder too, Jerry from Bama. If you're still out there, give us a ring because uh, I'd like to know uh, what's what your take is on this Alabama uh, things. How are you guys doing on the breathalyzer you're taking over there? John keeps failing. I'm good. What are you blowing, John? Uh, it it just I'm has high. It it just got three. It, this one isn't like my, the other one I had. This one just tells you whether you're below at a caution level at point oh five. Yeah. Or High. And what's John? High. You're high every time? He tried rinsing his mouth out with water. He's tried everything, and he just keeps blowing it. Wow. I've had two beers. I want to, I gotta blow into that it's thing. That, it's that little skinny guy thing of you. Right. I don't, I feel fine though. It's weird. I think we got a call from the Vinnie Puppet on oh. the air right here. Uh, hello, <laughs> you're on the air. Hi guys, I've been drinking so much. I'm talking funny now. <laughs> yeah, you are. Vinnie Puppet, you sound like you, you sound like you got that hole in your throat yeah. and the thing put up to it. No, you know, occasionally I drink so much, the bottle gets stuck in my throat, you know, and then I go crazy. Crazy, and I talk too much with my. Let me fix my tongue. <laughs> there we go. It's a lot better now. <laughs> it seriously sounds. You know that guy in South Park who's got the thing. Oh, yeah. he, he's got the tracheotomy. Yeah, he's, he's got the the cancer kazoo. <laughs> the cancer kazoo. That's. I, wouldn't it be great if the Vinnie Puppet had a cancer kazoo? <laughs> oh, I have a story about that. I was at my friend's. I was at my friend's house, and a phone rings. I answer it, and I hear this. Michael, there. Oh. And, I, and I said. 
what? Is Michael there? <laughs> Who is this? And it, 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 it was his mom because I forgot his mom had a cancer kazoo. <laughs> so I was giving her shit for it. Oh, my God. Uh, sorry, Vinny. Felt bad after that. Go ahead. Oh, no, I do it up here over there. I like wonder if I go this way or no. It sounds like I might got a hold of my throat, you know, in that way. But but if I drink more beer, it's this way up high. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, so the Vinny Puppets try to register for Drunk of the Week. Uh See if we can get a uh, a kegging system out to him. I will right, we'll take you into account. I'm going to hold on to you there for a second. All right. Well, you know, you. Oh, wait a minute. Hold it. My throat is acting up. Oh, no. Wait a minute. I need more beer. Give me a Give me a beer. Oh, no, no. Sounds like Stephen Hawking. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. I had to cut that up. I appreciate the call from the Finney Puppet, but the Finney Puppet is hammered. I think uh, if we don't get another drunken call, we might take the Finney Puppet in as our drunk of the week. I don't know. Oh, man. I fear the Finney Puppet might already be qualified, actually. Oh, is that right? Yeah. No. I think so. That's what I was thinking, too. Uh, Crazy Jack's qualified. It's 888-401-BEER uh, to, to register for the drunk of the week call. And uh, like I said, I also want to get Jerry, if you're still out there, to call and talk to us about this Alabama thing. I told you we weren't getting out of here in 15 minutes, guys, right? Well, I figured the only way we were going to get out of here in 15 minutes is if we would have locked the door in the bathroom. Yeah. And locked yeah. you in there. Yeah, you might be right. Sorry about that. All right, I'm going to do my breathalyzer here. So what do I got to do? I just got to blow into this thing? Yeah, for four seconds. Not not hard. Just blow it into it. Did you guys both already blow into the same nozzle? I got two That's nozzles. That's mine. It's your nozzle. I get germ phobic sometimes. Not all the time. So why don't you wipe it down with some alcohol? Why don't you give it to me first? <laughs> What's that? Why don't you give it to me first? I'm not germ phobic. But then it's just going to double up on the germs. No, well, but you're not scared of my germs, usually, at least. Now I just kind of freak out about that. Like what usually, am I Usually I'm really blow fine. Blow into it. Uh, steady blow for four seconds. That's Daniela taking the breathalyzer. Right. That's good. Now look at her. Let me look at it. I can look at it myself. <laughs> I think you're the drunk of the week. What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm on my period. <laughs> Aunt, Aunt Flo's visiting. I'm so glad I don't have that. Uh, Buzzcut, you're on the air. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you, buddy? Hey, you know, if I was any better, I'd be killing people. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. Well, I'm in the Army. That's what they train us to do. Yeah, you've been in the Army for, what, 18 years or something? 18 years. My goodness. You must be a twisted bastard by now. Well, no, they just teach you how to gut people. Is that what it is? Yeah. And that's how you, uh, like, vent the frustration? Well, you know, if you're not gutting them, then you're not doing it right. Oh, man. What are you, yeah. Where are you at now? You're in Reno, huh? I'm still in Reno. They haven't moved my house yet. <laughs> that's good. Um, so, um... Go ahead. Tell me. She went to Ikea and bought furniture. <laughs> and she put it together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, are you scared? <laughs> Yeah, Daniela, uh, since I quit my job, has been on this shopping spree. I don't know what it's about, but every morning I come in here and do the blue show because she knows that's the time I can't I can't say anything. I'm busy. I'm doing the show. And she just comes in, you know, a few minutes after I start the show, like clockwork, every Sunday morning is like, hey, so I'm going shopping. I'll see you in a little bit. I'm like, hey, what? Ah. But I'm busy programming the show, right? I can't do anything. She comes home with like a truck. She's like, oh, here's a, here's how I know too. She's got a car. She's got a little neon, right? But I know because she goes, oh, by the way, I need to use your truck. Oh yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, that's how I know. <laughs> yeah, so she comes back with a truckload of stuff, and then yeah, she's out there putting it together while I'm plotting the show here all day. And tell him, tell him, because he didn't believe me that it was really good what I did. No, it's actually she did a good job. Actually, what'd you buy? 
Well, I bought like a bunch of shelves and wardrobes and all that crap, and I put it to se- together yep. myself, yeah, and it's actually good. That yeah. little like, IKEA funky little furniture stuff, and she put <laughs> it, she put it but together. But the truth is, is that you know I, I've seen it on the internet, so it's got to be true that they sell dildos at IKEA. At IKEA. Well, I haven't really? seen those. I thought that was, I thought that you was haven't a seen the IKEA commercial with a little kid playing with a dildo? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I would like to. Uh, you guys are not. Using the internet for yeah, what yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, send right. us a link, please. I've, I would I've love to it. see that. I've You've seen, seen it. it too, Doc? Yeah, it's little kids on the floor, and then the virus going. You gotta use that to kill the dinosaurs. How else you gonna kill the dinosaurs? Oh, now that you say it that way, maybe I have seen that. Yeah, actually. you've seen it. Yeah, you're it's right. The, it's the silver bullet. Yeah, well, the big silver bullet. That's whatever funny. it is. Hey, you, you speaking of forum and, and internet stuff, you know that light show thing that Lufa posted on our forum? Remember yeah. The, remember the yeah. Christmas light, like the ultimate Christmas lights? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you guys see that that got put on a Bud Light commercial? I heard that it got put on a I phone. saw it. I was, I, yeah, I was watching television, and there it was in the Bud Light commercial. That guy cashed in, man. Yeah. Uh, you can buy kits to do that now. My brother checked into it, and his friend did it. It's about 2500 bucks To do the kit. Here's what pisses me off about that thing. We've been in here trying to make a show for I don't know how long, right? Six months? Not a dime, right? This joker makes a light show in his front yard, cashes in with Budweiser in like one second. He's probably set for life. They had to pay that guy some dough, right? That's that's just wrong. Yeah. I think uh, so. What is this? Oh, you're drunk, Daniela. The breathalyzer says that you are hammered. So, so is she so blowing on a strange tube or what? Yeah, she is. It's a, it's a tiny that one. That just means too. she can't take the truck to get any more furniture. Yeah, <laughs> no more furniture. Keep her drunk. All right, hey Buzz, thanks for the call, man. Hey, you guys, be uh, drunk or safe or yeah, safe and drunk. Hey, we'll try to do both. All right, you too, my friend. Later. We'll see you. That's cool. Yeah, I saw him on the Blues show uh, earlier today. 18 years in the military, this man. It's a long time. You know what I'm saying? Free haircuts. Yeah, I think that's where his name comes from. 888-401-BEER. We're still looking for the drunk of the week. Otherwise, I might give it to the puppet. You know, uh, If I don't give it to the puppet, Two Dog is still in the running because he's the guy who called talking about having drank some stout. Uh, drunk of the week is our last qualifier for today's uh, registrant to uh, win the full kegging system from Northern Brewer at northernbrewer.com. You guys are just chowing down. I can hear you in the microphones, man. What is this, like buffet time? Yes. <laughs> After 7.30, the guest is gone. It's buffet time at the Brewing Network. Uh, we'll talk about after this. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm going to get out of here then. Uh, I'm going to give it to... Um, if we don't get a call before I before I say F it, we're out of here, which is about what I'm to do. Two Dog's going to get it. going to give it to Two Dog. Two Dog. He's going to be our third uh, qualifier for uh, the full kegging system from Northern Brewer. NorthernBrewer.com. You can click on their link right on our main page. Perfect. Uh, coming up in not uh, not tomorrow, but the following Monday, we got the Jameel Show. And uh, on that show, he's going to be doing uh, Standard Ordinary Bitter. So... Tune in for that. It's gonna. It's a good show. I really can feel you guys, John, coming into your own there. Yeah. So I'm it's, enjoying it's, it. It's gonna it's get real smooth, and and it's an hour of power. Like I said, you guys are really getting straight to the information. That's the whole thing. Is just information. In fact, Doc is covering a couple of shows in March. I think for for you guys when Jamil goes out of town. Which ones are those, Doc? Uh, he. Uh, I'm gonna be doing the Wit in Oktoberfest. Uh, cool. Two of my favorites. So. Very cool. 
It just happened to be that way, too. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Destiny. So we got Doc in there, and it's, uh, you know, no joking, no messing around. It's, hey, it's entertaining. And but, it's 10 uh, in the morning, so not much drinking either. That's right. Not a lot of drinking. It goes straight to the info. So it, what you're going to get out of that is a good recipe for the style, a good overview of the style, a good way to brew it, and a good way to compete with it, all mm-hmm. kinds of things like that. So it just, it's really going to help out. Caller, uh, you're on the air. How are we doing? Hey, what's going on, Justin? Ah, uh, not a lot. Who are we talking to? Uh, this is Jason. This uh, Jaws in the chat. Oh, hey, Jaws. How are you? Pretty good, man. Where are you calling from? Uh, Charleston, South Carolina. All right. Very nice. I think uh, South Carolina is one of the places I want to go party for like a spring break kind of thing. It got, it's yeah. got the good beach. We don't beach have a lot thing. of good beer here, but uh, the weather's nice. The weather's good? Yeah. So are you calling for Drunk of the Week? Yeah, I, I think I'm uh, I think I'm there. You got a kegging system already, though, my yeah, dear. Yeah, I already got a keg, but, uh, you yeah, know, what yeah. the hell. Well, I can't register you for that, but I'd like to know how much you've had, you've been drinking. Uh, well, let's see, I had a couple, and, uh, then we started the Sierra Nevada, and I've, uh, finished that six pack off. So I'm probably about <laughs> 12 deep in it by now. <laughs> a boy. Wow. You had to make sure you got all the tasting yeah. nuances down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Go one ahead. thing I did find out, if, uh, if you take that Sierra Nevada bottle, pour about half of it out, and, uh, stir it up a little bit. Yeah. Get that yeast off the bottom, but uh, it's a little bit better flavor to it. Is that right? Yeah. Get a little cloudy yeast in there. It tastes better, huh? Exactly. Right, do you drink it out of the bottle or you dump it in the glass? In glass. In the glass, yeah. you got to do yeah. that. I get guys coming over here sometimes, buddies who you know aren't, aren't beer guys, and I give them a beer and crack it open, but I'm, I'm busy. I'm grabbing the glass for them, and as I'm grabbing the glass, they start drinking out of the bottle. And I'm like, hey, whoa, buddy, settle down. <laughs> you got to put that thing in a glass, man. Time out, man. You gotta bring the glass so you can smell it, right? You gotta see it, you gotta smell exactly. it, it tastes better. You know, it's the whole thing opens it up, it lets it aerate a little you bit. Just slap them on the nose. I sometimes exactly do. Right. Get, get the get newspaper little... rolled up. When Dan Gordon was in here, he even uh, chastised us about using pint glasses instead of the curved glasses. And Good he thing. says, and he gave John a lesson about how to pour it. He's like, you know, you gotta let that sucker foam up at the top. Don't do the full on tilted glass side pour. Do a, do a little bit of a side pour, but when you get about halfway done pouring, straighten it out and go ahead and let it foam up on the head because it really lets it kind of aerate and get those aromas and flavors coming out of there. Yeah, there's a guy in our brew club. Uh, he's got a little, uh, little looks like a little brandy sniffer that he pours this stuff in and everybody rags him about being the nose because he's, he's all into the sniffing part, you know? Yeah, that's what you got to do. Doc snorts a lot of other stuff, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I keep waiting for him to bring in that nitrous from the from the office so we can all do some snorting. Oh, that's bad news, man. Call it the nitrous show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, freaking A. Huh? Whom, whom, whom. I'm thinking, Doc, that the first time I, I end up under, you know, in your chair under the knife, we should record it. I should have a little microphone there just to see what's doing, you know? Well, I've had Regan in my chair, and he's he's a white knuckler. And he's in the chair, and I have to really crank it up on him. Yeah. And one time, he's he's grabbing stars out of the air <laughs> that weren't there. He's, he's, he's reaching up in the air, grabbing grabbing stars. Like, what are you boy. doing? He goes, grabbing the stars. <laughs> grabbing the stars. That's great. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna bring in a microphone when I'm under the knife. But but you're probably gonna hear from me is just me like weeping like a baby. Stop, cow! More Novocaine. Video clip that you put on the uh, web page. Yeah, I might do that. Maybe I'll video the whole thing. (laughs) 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 Me all under the knife. All right, hey, uh, thanks for the call, Jaws. I can't register. You already got a keg system. 
All right, that's cool, man. Have a good night. I appreciate the call, though. All right, bye. See you, buddy. All right. Uh, you got a couple, uh, you know, a minute or so if you want to call in and try once more. 888-401-BEER. Otherwise, uh, Two Dog is going to get it for the day. Everybody okay with that? Yeah. Daniela, yeah. you all right with that? I'm all right with that, but I'm a little confused right now. About what? Somebody just pointed out a picture to me on the forum. <laughs> I saw that. Uh, in the, in the listener pictures, uh, John, I don't know. It's all sorts of but new John, pictures. why? What the hell happened? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Go to our forum and look at the listener picks thread. If you, you guys will see what Danielle is talking about. It's funny stuff. We always get people in there uh, doing funny things. Apparently, we were at the uh, Great American Beer Festival, John, you and me. And, uh, Apparently, yeah. And uh, we, had a, we had a little fun, and, and the pictures are up in the forum if you want to check it out. It's under the Beer Radio listener picks thread. It's funny. I don't. I, I'm not even gonna try to explain what it is. You just gotta go look at it. It's funny. Doc, you'll like it too. <laughs> I wasn't in the picture. No. Yeah. You got uh, your picture is underneath it though. You're in a subsequent picture, <laughs> which is equally funny. Check it out. Uh, register to our forum at uh, thebrewingnetwork.com. Click on the forum button. Uh, a lot of good people in there. There really are. People are very cool and uh, they're funny guys and lots of good information to share. I mean, uh, I have not seen a question go more than a few hours when people have a question that yeah. ne- they need an answer to, and someone always steps up. If it's not Doc or John or uh, Jamil, you know, one of these guys, it's one of our homebrewers out there who knows just as much as as these guys and mm-hmm. really answering some good questions. And that's the beauty of forums. There's a lot of forums out there that do it but uh ours is getting better and better we reached uh 500 members this week and and that really kind of makes it so more people respond caller you're on the air hi how are you i'm doing all right how are you doing guy good um this is jerry calling back from alabama oh it's jerry yes gotcha daniela posted on my little on-screen information that your name is guy (laughs) yeah we're getting double slammed right now uh we've got a group called free the hops yeah uh, because we're still having issues. They won't let beer be over 6%. Oh, right. And, uh, of course, and nothing over 12 ounces. So we're one of the few states left that are holding out on that. Yeah, and now this new deal. Right, and they're basically thinking that banning kegs is going to stop underage drinking, which uh, is crazy. Well, did uh, not making anything over 12 ounces help anything? <laughs> No, I mean, it's just it's insane. It's just like the, all the gun laws that are out there. Uh, people still commit gun crimes. Yeah, exactly. So, you, you take away the guns, doesn't take away the criminals, doesn't it? Right. Uh, by the way, before we go on, the breathalyzer says I'm completely hammered. <laughs> I just blew into it, and I'm, I'm way over the limit. Um, yeah, so are you in a dry county or what, Jerry? Well, no, we, we, we can serve, uh, they serve alcohol here, but the, the best thing that we can get is like Flying Dog. Yeah. And, and, uh, a few Samuel Smiths, but nothing, you know, we can't get the Imperial Stouts or anything like that. Any, any good Belgians? Okay. Uh, oh no, no Belgians. No, I just forget about that, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even have that Belgian name on it, forget it. But I have to go to Pensacola, which is about an hour from here to get any good beer. And if we're ever in Atlanta, they have a couple of places there that, have some really good Belgian beer. We should start like a co-op, like a uh, kind of like a help the homeless type of thing, but a help the beerless co-op, right? I, where these well, guys in the forum who are in in counties like we are, where you can just get everything, that we right. kind of share it and we ship it to these poor guys who can't taste any good Belgians and stuff like that. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> I know it. I help the beerless. Yeah. Well, uh, I um, 
I had something for uh, Dr. Scott. I'm a dentist also, so oh. I thought that was uh, excellent. We had, we had that in common with beer brewing dentist. I don't have the setup like you do now. No, oh, you got to work the right deal, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, yeah. I just I just uh, made good friends with everybody at, at B3 early on. Yeah, and that's what you do. Hey, go to your local homebrew shop and uh, say, hey, you know, you want to offer dental to a couple of employees or something? I'll help you out if you help me out kind of thing. Anything <laughs> like that, right? Like whatever you can do. Yeah, and it, a lot of times it will help them out. Uh, yeah, we have um, we just have one small homebrew shop here, and uh, he's a real good guy. And uh, we have a small homebrew club, but... They're just getting started, and it's not real organized yet. So I'm just kind of on my own with this stuff. So all right. Well, you I, take, I asked. I thought you could take over the club. Something on the forum about uh, getting draft beer. Yeah, we can. They can do draft here. But uh, can they, is it just uh, in restaurants and things? Yeah, um, you, you can get draft in restaurants. But and actually, we have a nice brew pub here in Mobile, and. And uh, they don't follow the law, so he brews, <laughs> he brews some IPAs that are, you know, 7 or 8% and that sort of thing. So uh, we can go there and get some good beer. All right. So you, so your guys in your county are allowed to pour on draft. Uh, and what about are you allowed to go buy kegs there? Uh, at the moment, yeah, but they're trying to, to pass it for they, you can't. They are, okay. Uh, I don't know how it's going to work because, you know, you can go into a restaurant and get a pitcher of beer. Yeah. So... Yeah. I don't know. They're saying anything over five gallons. Right. That's what I. That's what I was reading in the news article. Anything over five, they don't want to sell to individuals. Right. So I don't know how that's going to affect homebrewers too. If we want a keg, so. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're not selling it, so you guys are okay. But it still bothers me, you know. But hey, you're in Alabama, so maybe you can answer. What if you, you know, you don't have enough homebrew, or, or your neighbor doesn't homebrew, and they want to go have a picnic? They're not going to be able to buy a keg. Are you are you supportive of the law as far as stopping underage drinking, or or you think it's bogus? No, I think it's not going to help a bit. So okay, <laughs> I, uh. I don't support it. Yeah, and there, you guys got a lot of laws there in Alabama about the liquor deal. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I think it's. it's we're one step away from being in prohibition again. Uh, seriously, you are, and in certain counties, you pretty much are in prohibition. You know, I, I think there. Right, I believe there are still a few, um, a few dry counties up in, um, in in the smaller counties, but in Mobile, you know, we're right on the coast, and we have we have a pretty big county here, so it's it's good. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, if I were you, uh, I'd be doing the same thing you are. I, you just got to homebrew more. In fact, I might start offering it to the underage kids just to help them out <laughs> for the stupid law. You know what I mean? Well, I've got three in fermenters right now, so uh, I've got an Oktoberfest that I don't think is ever going to finish fermenting. Really? So you got any kids? Children? Yeah, actual children. Yeah, I have, yeah, I have two small children, yeah. You do? Uh, well, so, I say small, 12 and Twelve and eight. So. All right. So look at twelve-year-old. He's you know a few years on that guy. Another three, four years. He's going to be looking to go to a kegger himself. What do you think? You ought to have the legislation to keep him from it, or, or are you well, just going to educate him yourself? Well, the whole thing is, you know, I was talking to my wife about this earlier. Um, you know, we found beer in plenty of places, and we never had kegs. Right. Well, that and that's what John was saying too. Look, you're going to find it somewhere, right? Right. So the whole the whole thing is just you know teach them 
responsibility and that sort of thing and hope you've done your best. That's right. You got to get them to, you know, you got to tell them, hey, you want to go get drunk? Do it at home. <laughs> that's what my right. parents did. They're like, oh, look, if you want to have beer, that's fine. But uh, you got to have it at home. Don't go out getting crazy and ridiculous. Yep. Well, it's been great talking to you. Hey, thanks a lot, buddy. I appreciate it. All right. It. See you later. Okay, I'll listen again. I'm waiting for the next Jamil show, too. All right, cool. It's next Monday. Not tomorrow, but the one after. Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. We'll see you. Uh, all right, bye. That's cool. Sweet home Alabama. Those poor guys, man. They got so many laws. I don't know what I would do if I... Anywhere near a dry county. Like, even if I wasn't in the dry county, but it was next door to me, its it, presence would offend it would, me. It would bother you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have to go on campaigning about it. All right, uh, what are we going to do? Two Dog Ale's our winner, huh? Yeah. Let's do it. Two Dog, you're now registered to uh, win a full kegging system from Northern Brewer. Please send emails to John and me. Yeah, send that. Get all your information to these two, and uh, we'll make sure we get you registered. That's nine people we got registered now, eh, kids? Got room for three more? Three more. Next yes, week is we our do. last week to register. So if your friends need a, a, a kegging system, tell them to tune in, right? Yes. I mean, we got to do it. We got to give it away. We're giving this sucker away, and uh, we want to help the... Uh, give it away, give it away, give it away. We want to help the brewer, the, the bottlers out there. Give so away, uh, away, tune in next now. week. We will register three final people to qualify to win the full kegging system for Northern Brewer. And then the week after that, we'll actually give that away as our main prize. Plus, I think we got three or four sub prizes that we're going to give away. They're going to be fun and good stuff. Just yeah, it's free stuff, so it's cool. Obviously, the uh, the the kegging system's the grand thing, but uh, we got some other stuff to give away too. And we have to uh, sign Oz's shirt tonight. That's right. We'll get sure Oz's shirt. I think we might actually ship them to you. Uh, this week, my friend. Uh, I'm not going to guarantee you any of that, but uh, it might happen. We're going to sign them right now because that's what you wanted, and then uh, put them in the mail. You taking them with you then, John, to put in the mail? Yes, I am. <laughs> Personally. All right. Uh, who's on next week? Gary Glass from the AHA. All right. Gary Glass from AHA next Sunday, same time. We'll see you guys here. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate it. It's been a good time. Thanks to Chris White from uh, White Labs. Thanks to Northern Brewer for uh, allowing us to give away a full kegging system. And uh, thanks to Daniela, just for the hell of it. And thanks to everybody in the chat room, and happy birthday to Di in Australia. Happy birthday, Di. All right, we'll see you all later. Touch the bell. Bring it here. Touch the bell.